Hello, it is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. Normally coach us up Chuck Wednesday, but I'll tell you what, today some massive news broke moments before we went live, and uh, today's a good one, I think. Matt Castle stops by, Chuck Pagano stops by, AJ Hawk is here, okay, a lot to talk about, obviously he knows some stuff, or does he? And all the boys crush it. If by the end of the show you enjoy it, please be a friend and tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. Good afternoon, beautiful people. It is That Son of a Bitch Isn't Vaccinated Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. This show begins now. Yeah. Boys are here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're here on Sirius XM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio, and you're watching at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show, and today is certainly a fascinating day that'll be talked about in this show's history for sure. Today, uh, you know, as we're watching along the other sports shows, Stephen A. Smith talked about my tank top usage and mm-hmm. said, hey, he's a fan and I appreciate the hell out of him. Then he went on to talk about how on SmackDown, he appreciates what I do on there. He likes it, which by the way, really cool. I love Stephen A. I think everybody knows that I enjoy Stephen A. He says he's not wearing uh, tank tops. I do wear tank tops on Friday Night SmackDown. He kind of attacked me for that Mm -hmm. a little bit. And I appreciate the fact that he would like me to dress a little bit better. But I can't help it, Stephen A. I just feel a lot better in a tank top whenever I'm talking about sports. And I appreciate what you do in a suit. Uh, But that's how the day started. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was, you know, that was cool. Like, we're going to have a good conversation about it. Hey, the Braves won the World Series. Hey, congratulations out there, old Freddie Freeman, huh? Yeah. Right, boy, young Jock Peterson. That's right. Yeah, Good and season. also... Uh, uh, Jorge Soler. Yeah, Soler. That guy fucking bombs balls, dude. That's right. That was going to be talked about. Okay. Odell Beckham Sr. leading to Odell Beckham Jr. potentially being excused from practice in the building today, although Odell Beckham Jr. wanted to go to practice. Hey, what, Odell Beckham Jr. getting released from the Cleveland Browns today? Potentially. Is he? That would have been big news. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, holy shit, IR, rest of the year. He had something flare up in his rehab for the surgery that he had that he thought he could potentially rehab his way through and not have to do a surgery, which ended up leaking into the season, him getting surgery, Sean Payton being pissed about it. Michael Thomas, though, still being a teammate, being around, saw him hug Jameis Winston this past weekend. Now it's come out that a hiccup has occurred. They have to do surgery again. He's out the rest of the year. Michael Thomas not coming back to the Simeon-led Saints, potentially Drew Brees led Saints, Philip Rivers led Saints, Taysom Hill led Saints, or who's that old quarterback for the Notre Dame? Jimmy Clausen. Ian Book. Ian Book sure. led Saints, whatever it is. <laughs> Michael Thomas, one of the best wide receivers, not him, Jimmy Clausen, no. Jimmy Clausen's a hell of a player. Uh-huh. Hey, Notre Dame, who's a hell of a player? That's right. I saw Jimmy Clausen at a uh, Super Bowl party one time. Jimmy Clausen has a good time. Oh. Jimmy, Jimmy Clawson was out doing it. I, mean, it was I don't doubt it. Not him, but that's big news. Michael Thomas, top five wide receiver in the NFL whenever he's playing, not being in for the rest of the season. That's huge news. We're Chuck Pagano's joining us today for a conversation. Yeah. Coaches yeah. up, Chuck. Woo. That's huge news. Cast Dog, Matt Castle's coming on the show. Cast that's dog. huge news. Today was littered with huge news. Not normally on Wednesdays does that happen. You wake up and you say, hey, you got to talk about sports today to some people. For three hours, three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And you wake up, you go in the shower, and you think, well, what the fuck am I going to talk about today? What matters today? There are some Wednesdays, even in the middle of the greatest league of all time, having its season in the NFL, you think, oh, there ain't shit really to talk about. 
the well has run dry. That's right. Yeah. From the previous week, but the next week's too far ahead. Can't talk about Thursday night, really. Well, this week we could because Colts Jets, I guess, will be a big deal because might be in the building. Wow. I wonder if that'll help the same game parlay fucking hit for the first time. Ooh. Me out there going, hey, come on now. Yeah. Go coach. Give the ball to Hannah. But normally some Wednesdays are like that. Not today. No, not no, today. No, 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 no. This news. Wednesday had a lot of news. Uh -huh. Nice day. Damn it's a great juice. day. I was having a good time. Somehow we're only six minutes into this show. Yeah. Thought it was 15. <laughs> I really thought <laughs> that was going to carry out a long time. Some news came out of nowhere. Literally. Just like 20, 30 minutes, however long ago it was. It has taken over all of sports conversation in just wait. It's going to dive into that real world conversation real quick because the current reigning, defending, what? undisputed <laughs> MVP of the NFL, a man who has a segment on this show every single Tuesday that dives deep into the human that is Aaron Rodgers, a little bit more than we had heard in the past, which is absolutely nothing. We knew, we knew nothing about Aaron in the past. That's why the first time I actually got a chance to meet him in person and we were forced to kind of sit in the same area and there were some cocktails and we had a come. I'm, I'm a genuinely curious person and I'm not really scared of many people. So I started asking questions like, hey, and then as he's telling me all this shit, I'm like, well, you're like a pretty fascinating guy. I've only heard terrible things about you. We, you should let the people know that. And he told us, I kill him with indifference. I don't talk. You never hear, hear him really speak about anything ever pitch the idea of Aaron Rodgers Tuesday mm -hmm. hey how'd you feel about this come on chit chat you know maybe we answer some stuff and and talk about stuff and I think it'll be cool at this stage of your career your your legacy's already cemented maybe people learn about you a little bit that was the pitch like hey maybe people learn about you a little bit he agreed very nicely and it has become what I think a lot of people would call a smashing success yeah, yeah. that's right say that. Lucky to have A.J. Hawk there. Mm -hmm. A.J. is a, you know, a close confidant, I believe, to Aaron Rodgers. And we'll talk to A.J. in about 52 minutes. 52. Son yeah, of a 52. bitch. We'll talk, to, we'll talk to A.J. in 52 <laughs> minutes about it all. But having A.J. and having you guys in the atmosphere and the environment and the conversations, just the things that we're able to talk about because we don't have to abide by a code by the FCC on what you can talk about, how you can talk about, when commercial breaks are. We were able to dive deep into almost everything at this point and then talk about things in the game that happened maybe with a little bit uh, higher football IQ questions because AJ was both a teammate of his, saw him behind the scenes, also knows the game very well and the offense that he's, I mean, it's just like maybe we're able to get things out of him that some people aren't able to and maybe he's more comfortable to chit chat with us than he is anywhere else and we're very, very lucky for that and I, I don't I don't always assume that that's going to be a great conversation on Tuesdays, by the way. I have no idea. I don't go into the game expecting anything. I'm like, yeah. I have no idea where this is going to go. I have no idea how it's going to go. I think there's been a couple weeks that people have, you know, thought to be a little bit more entertaining or interesting or insightful than others. And I completely agree with you because I literally have no expectations when we go in there. But what I didn't ask, you know, <laughs> in a lot of these conversations, digs, keep it done. All right. I need you popping the fucking microphone. What? People are. The reason why Diggs laughed there is because there was quite a conversation about how we will address this entire situation. Because believe it or not, immediately upon the Aaron Rodgers news coming out that he tested positive and he was immediately ruled out of the Chiefs game, mm -hmm. and everybody was like, How, 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 how is that? Why is he already ruled out? Why is he already ruled out? Well, then Pelissero and others come out and they're like, Well, he's not vaccinated. Huh? So then you go back. You know, in time, a little bit. 
And uh, he was asked about this, and he said he was immunized. Immunized? Immunized. He was immunized and then moved on. And I think everybody just, okay, that word's above my head. So (laughs) I'm going to Google it. And then you Google it. There's actually a CDC entire definition thing in there. And the way the wording is, there is reason, I think, why people potentially didn't ask a follow-up whenever he said immunized, because there was a chance that people that didn't ask the follow-up question thought they were going to get dunked on for being too dumb, dumber than Aaron Rodgers, who's very smart, (laughs) I think. So whenever he said he was immunized, which I think by the definition, and I I have reached out to him to come on the show. Mm-hmm. I have reached. He always he has an open door policy. I think he knows that. I would assume, I would assume that he has answers for all the questions that are being the immunized question that's going on, yeah. the non-vaccinated question that's going on. But mm-hmm. maybe him. He's not wearing a mask, right? Right. Whenever other people are wearing masks, if they're not back, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason for all of it. You would assume that there has to be something. I have no idea what it is because if it isn't something, then what the NFL is going to get? Uh-huh. Hey, the uh-huh. NFL is going to get attacked because I see Carson Wentz wearing a terrible mask that isn't even over his nose every single day, and I'm like, okay, I understand. That we all got a, a mask 101. Maybe advanced course at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sure. like the M89. The M, we started knowing about the literally the different masks, which ones are good, which ones are not, how you wear them, how you don't wear them. And Carson, I think, in the midst of moving around, he has that mask. It's very obvious he has that mask. I mean, it is big. It is you. Lamar Jackson, I think, has to wear it. Mm-hmm. He has been up. I think there's other players that have to do it. So if if he's immunized, okay, but he's being viewed as non-vaccinated. So these are all questions that I think are very valid questions that a lot of people have. And I would like that. I'm sure there has to be some sort of answer. I don't know if it's going to be one that's going to call him down. It is hot in the kitchen. Yeah, very it hot, in, hot the in the kitchen of the Twitter right now. And I'm only the only reason why I know that is because I'm getting buried alongside of him like I fucking gave him a couple. <laughs> yeah. Here, although our production looks amazing, I am in Indianapolis. Right. Whenever you see the screen. Okay. Aaron's actually... I think he's in Green Bay. Yeah. Right. Wisconsin. It's a long way away. Think about this. The other guy on the screen, Ohio. Uh-huh. Three different states. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, three different states. So I'm nowhere near him. I did not give him COVID. Although there were some people that were joking about that. There were some people that thought that was real. And I was starting to get some tweets that it was my fault that Aaron Rodgers got COVID. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But then there was people that were pointing out something that happened this weekend that we did address and we did talk about yep. that was fantastic. That John Wick costume was unbelievable. Yeah. Great. Halloween party. Had that hair, had the whole Halloween party. Now everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, the protocols of the NFL, which, by the way, COVID's still a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Even though, even though you see stadiums of 100,000 people plus mm-hmm. packed out, COVID is still, is still a very real thing. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. There. On the same platform that people are attacking Aaron right now, which, by the way, valid because he's in the NFL. These are the rules by the NFL. you got to abide by the NFL. You're lucky to be in the NFL. Uh, it's, a, it's a privilege, not a right to be in the NFL. But I'm just saying... A lot of people have promoted gatherings, you know what I mean, and actually mm-hmm. put them on TV. Yeah, and, and like promote, like, hey, we need like hunt a thousand, hunt fifties, however many we can get, thousands. thousands, whatever the number of people to come in for. Our, and then now it's like, well, hold on. And I think the reason why people are kind of separating 
the stadiums uh, that are filled, in the parties that are happening, in the life that seems to be going on in the post-COVID era, in the NFL there's protocols. This is just like when uh, Shakari, no, uh, Sprinter. Shakari Richardson. Richardson. Shakari Richardson, yeah. Shakari Richardson tested positive for weed. Everybody on earth said, this is stupid. It is stupid. You talk to Usain Bolt, though. Bolt told us directly, like, hey, when you just know that that's, that's just how it is. Like, hey, if you want to run, you want to be in the Olympics, like, this is how it goes. If you want to be in the NFL, these are the rules that they set. So all the questions that are being asked and the rules that are set by the NFL are strictly so that no games will be postponed because then $77 million is potentially out of Jerry Jones's pocket if yeah. a game gets postponed. Because I think when they set these rules, they didn't know where the world was going to be with COVID. It still, where things still going to be getting canceled, where stadiums still going to be potentially empty. There was potentially a Alta Beta uh, Delta Gamma variant that was right. going to be coming four months down the road whenever these protocols are put into place. But whatever the case is, these are the protocols to be in the NFL. So this is what you got to abide by. And I can't wait to hear, and I assume at some point we will, why or how that ended up getting around all that, but he still has to do the 10 day thing, but he didn't have to do the mask thing. There's just so many, there are so many contradicting questions that I think a lot of people have, and there's gonna be a lot, a lot of opinions out there that are gonna beautifully illustrate every one of those. Oh yeah, for there sure. There is gonna be, just like the whole vaccine conversation to begin with. I'm vaccinated, I got COVID on top of it, so I think I have like super yep. duper oh, antibodies yeah. right. at this point, Mega. which is, Sweet, but I have said since the beginning, first of all, if you're coming to our show to learn anything about anything going on in the real world, especially with your life, you're fucking wrong. Yeah, get out. Making a mistake. Big one. Yeah. <laughs> Do not. Now, I've heard some other people that potentially speak about things that they should not speak about, and I think to myself, why are they speaking about that? They should shut the fuck up because somebody gets popular in this particular avenue, and then, oh my God, wait a minute, because I'm really good at this. I know everything about all this shit. It's like, we are not that. No. Okay, we are a sports show. But what I observed and reported, uh, which is basically what this show is, is just my viewings and then reporting and then the boys either telling me I'm dumb or continuing the conversation there. The vaccine, folks. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Here we go. Saving the world. Mm -hmm. Legitimately. And by the way, I got the vaccine. Okay. okay. Hey, but the people that are super... And then the, by the way, the people that are not for the vaccine, hey, saving the world. Okay, both these people are saving the world. And I don't want to be somebody that is supposed to be, you know, a figure, a role model or whatever. Get, get vaccinated is what a uh, lot, but then you'll hear a doctor come out and say, well, it depends on who you are, how, how you got, what, there's just so much bullshit that it's hard to filter through, especially when you come with something that you feel as if you're potentially saving the world with. I, I just don't know if this is ever going to end. I have no, no idea how this is ever going to end. And right now, with Aaron Rodgers now, the MVP of the NFL, it's not only coming out in sports fans. Like, and We'll get to Ty in a second, who's a Packers fan, Packers owner, and how this affects the Packers. Chiefs game going forward, and Jordan Love's about to play. <laughs> How's that going to go? He's not back until next Friday, because that's 10 days or Saturday or whatever so that whole thing but the politicians are going to go from both sides yeah fans are going to go from both sides uh -huh. packers fans are going to be upset from both i mean it's just it is this is a wild situation and here we are just 
live in dead square in the middle of it, I guess. Yeah, and I think like a part of the implication too, like you mentioned all the stuff with like uh, him not wearing a mask in the building on the sidelines or anything. So then the, a lot, I see a lot of people saying on Twitter, like, well, then the Packers knew, and if the NFL finds out, there's going to be some major fines, and, like, you know, they might strip them of some draft picks and stuff like that. But like you said, like, now once it becomes political, it sucks because, like, especially on Twitter, like, there is no rational conversation or anything. It's just the, the people who disagree with him, the people who, you know, think, like, hey, you know, he made a choice or whatever. But but that's the thing is, like, we do need to just kind of hear from him because yep. when it's something like this type of issue, like, people people aren't going to wait to get their opinion and no, their no. story Everybody else is telling this story. Right, exactly. So For instance, like, Rob Domofsky uh, via Kevin Seifert's ESPN. Rob Domofsky writes, Rogers petitioned the NFL to have an alternate treatment that he underwent before he returned to the Packers that would allow him to be considered the same as someone who received one of the approved vaccinations. Sorry, sorry. Sources told ESPN after a lengthy back and forth, the league ruled that Rogers would not get the same consideration and would be considered unvaccinated. Okay, so then how did some of the rules that are, I mean, it is. This is a hilarious thing. Just from, just from looking from the yeah. sky there. The outside. Yeah. Just the outside. 30,000 foot view. Yeah, zoomed out view. The MVP goes, how about this? <laughs> you know? Hear me out. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to be treated like this. And they're like, no. And he's like, I'm doing it then. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking ins- That's wild. Yeah. Like there, there has to be some sort of clarification. Now, well, these stories continue to... That just got tweeted out that, yeah, that, yeah. just a minute ago. So there's just things starting, and that's how new this entire story is. So you would think that Aaron would want to. Now, that obviously sounds incredibly selfish, too. And I understand that because if Aaron was to come on here and chat right now, who knows how large it would be. Right. And we are... He, he should get on an IG Live then. Mm-hmm. He should... if he would, We would be honored to have that conversation with him as we get to have every single Tuesday. But he should at least, I think explain some of the stuff that's going to be coming because that's just the start of it i mean and once you get the i mean think about the political world gets involved yeah, in this exactly and they're already dabbling right with the email investigation mm-hmm. and, and i don't know how uh beloved politics is right now so they could potentially see something to go and get involved in and be like hey look we're doing the world a favor here there's going to be something from the political world that's going to happen and once somebody gets let's assume rogan Right, yeah. Rogan is going to probably talk about this. If Rogan talks about this or does anything like it, this is going to be, I mean, even bigger. It, this is only going to grow, I think. So if you're Aaron, who's not able to get to the building, right? Ten no, days and he has to be secluded. Yeah. At some point, he has to tell his story, I think. Like, that just seems like uh, smart money to me. I don't know. Especially with the vaccine. Like, to your point, there's two sides that both think they're right. In saving the world. Saving the world. Yeah, like, no matter what, for the next 10 days while Rodgers is out, people are going to be picking him up and putting him down yeah. on Rodgers oh, yeah. and on the vaccine. Why do they pick him up and put him down? Motherfucker. Motherfucker. It's crazy. It is absolutely Insanity, hopefully he'll reach back out to us. Hopefully we'll get a chance to hear from him. Hopefully he'll uh, tweet or do whatever he does. This is an insane situation, and I can't wait to hear about it all because there is going to be a story to be told. There are a lot of them already coming out right oh, now. Yeah. Exactly. Florio. I mean, he oh put together. Oh, my God. The words he put together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is his time. This is his time. Oh, to my God. I mean, there is, there is stories coming at this point, and it's... 
Just the timing of it. Stinks, but there's a lot too. of reasoning for it, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. For you know, sure. Like there's, for a sure. Lot, there's a lot of reasoning for it. Because a lot of people are saying that immunized word. Mm-hmm. Like that video is just being pump, pump, yeah, pump, it's pump, running. Pump. Let's put this video out. And then the Halloween thing just happening. Yes. And then, you know, the NFL probably well, is not on his side in this thing because the NFL is probably upset about the entire situation. I mean, it is. It is hot in the kitchen at the Rogers house right now. And hopefully it doesn't come to that, but that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, what happens if the other shoe drops and, like, a bunch of other guys test positive for this week and uh, then we're in, like, this, okay. a similar situation? I mean, just how bad this could potentially get. Hopefully it doesn't go that hey, way. COVID's but still a thing. COVID is still very, very much. much a thing. In the NFL. Yes. Yeah, the Giants got a Baker's world. dozen today. Yeah. 13? And no one's talking yeah. about it. 13 tested positive on the New York mm. Giants. I'm running back, Coach. Hey, Halloween's tough to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. It is. So much fun. Yeah. You know, the team, you know, the family gets to go. You know, the This is why there. we can't have Christmas. This is what Fauci was saying. Yeah. That's true. Fauci was saying, hey, you want to have those football games on uh, December 26th? Won't be meeting with the family on uh, mm-hmm. Jesus' birthday, pal. I bet Fauci comes out to play, you know, within the next... No, he's not. He's not able to right now. Oh, this might help him out a little bit within nah. the next nah, hours. I don't think Fauci's ever... I don't hey, think... Believe me, I love Beagles, too. I'm just saying, I feel as though Fauci uh, will come out and say, hey, so what I say. Who is the... Um, it's basically everybody, right? Is now... Against... Fauci? No. The but expert? Who's... Yeah, who is the everybody, expert? Me, you... <laughs> no, Diggs, I don't think. Alan Mad Dog. Diggs, I, I don't Dr. Think it, Alan Stills. Alan Stills from the <laughs> NFL. Who, because Fauci's been ruled out. Adele. He was, just a couple weeks ago, he was the authority. Hey, give us the answers. This one person, mm-hmm. by the way. The, this one person. And then all of a sudden it comes up, oh, maybe not great. Yeah. Okay, so he just, well, let's go ahead and get rid of him. Who's the new one? Because I would assume the new expert is going to be heavy on this Aaron Rodgers situation, especially with how the NFL and government already yeah. and how that's the biggest league on earth. I mean, this is going to be big. Mm-hmm. And if you get, like, it feels like, for at least my opinion, that because it feels as though the NFL kind of screwed this up or got beat by Aaron in some way, that he might get suspended and it might not just whoa. be the 10 days. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you start Look, I'm just saying that up. I don't think whoa. that's like what, out of... The I don't think that's for weeks. I, I will, I will that's it, exactly right. I will let it be heard that although Connor is potentially... You know, speaking that in the universe, right? It seemed like that's how he delivered that, right? No, that no, no. I didn't like his tone. Yeah, but but a lot of people on the internet were bringing this up. Yeah, though, it would sure. make yeah, it, it was getting very hot in the streets. Uh, this particular run here too, like, well, wait a minute, if this is all going on in the Halloween part, I mean, there's like, yeah, Pooh Shiesty's about to get shown yeah. the Raj oh, Goodell. You know what I mean? Pooh Shiesty is going to be involved <laughs> in a meeting probably about this entire thing. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't want him to or think he should be. I just think that that's something that might get considered as more right. stuff comes Very out. Very right. I think they're absolutely. I mean, they, like you said, like the, the NFL is not just gonna sweep this under the rug. That's why we, you know, it'd be nice to hear what the hell happened, <laughs> what the hell's going on, because this seems like it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. All right, we'll keep everybody updated. Thank you. The fans okay. right here. Fans okay. right here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Pat, there is more bad news in the sports world. <laughs> Uh, Sidney Crosby has also tested positive oh, for COVID. No. What the hell's going on? Holy he shit. Is that son of a bitch vaccinated? Did he go to the party in Green Bay? Is he going to miss like two, three weeks? Why? Why? Sidney Crosby, greatest player of all time. Why? Why? Just coming back from an injury. Why? Why? Now he's got COVID. Why? Why? 
What's he be doing? Stick tapping with Mario Lemieux? What? Yarmory Auger? What? Getty Malkin? What? They drinking beers at all their Lord Stanleys? What? The little replicas? What? His house? What? In Swickley? What? On the Muse property? What? Is he drinking out of all of them? What? Does he have one? What? Two? What? Three? What? And a gold medal? What? And he just houses them all? What? Is he chugging COVID out of the Lord Stanley's cup? What? what? It does appear as if he was chugging COVID out of the cups. Come on, Sid. COVID Crosby. Dude. Sports world's falling down. Hey, we obviously, we hope Aaron and Sidney Crosby survive. Yes. Tease and peace. Tease and peace. We got to pick it up. And put it down. What the fuck? What's going on with Sidney Crosby? What, what, what's the NHL? Are they testing every day? Because I assume Aaron... Right, if he's non-vaccinated, he would have to get tested, tested every day. Every right? day is yeah. that what it is? Because if you're not vaccinated, I just assumed by this time in the season in the NFL, everybody that was non-vaccinated would become vaccinated because they'd be sick of getting yeah. tested every single day at like seven a.m. And it's like, oh my, my teammates are having a good old time, sleeping in, having a blast on their off days. Am I still going to do it? And a lot of guys, by the way, to their credit, have stuck with it. Is the NHL like that? Can we? Can you pull that back up? I was. Uh, I didn't see it. Not the news we were hoping for. Coach Sullivan confirms that Sidney Crosby and Brian Dumoulin missed practice after testing positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, Both players are in a COVID protocol right now. Crosby has mild symptoms, and Dumoulin is currently asymptomatic. If they're testing every day and he has mild symptoms, if they're anything like mine, those are going to pick up quick. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have COVID. I tested positive for COVID. Four hours later, I was one hundred and four and a half degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly. How you doing? Keep it moving. Almost dead. Drop of the hat. I'm still on the show, though. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking to Aaron Rodgers. What? I wonder if he thought about me. What? In my experience. What? With COVID. What? When he got tested positive. What? Oh, Pat came on the show with me. What? He looked dead. What? He looked red. What? He said he was 105 degrees. What? Am I immunized or not? What? What does that mean, by the way? The so immunization the, versus the vaccination? So, him saying... That report from Domovsky. So immunization says uh, is a process by which a person becomes protected against a disease through vaccination. Oh shit! This term is often used interchangeably with vaccination or inoculation. So let's inoculation. So like if I got COVID and I got the antibodies, would I be immunized? Yes. So, yes. Uh, yeah, that's what I just said, right? Please, so, please, restate, please restate your statement. Which would be okay. So the question. Please yeah, repeat not, the question. Okay, let's go back to the definition here. This is on the CDC site. Yeah. Which, by the way, remember there was a time. Oh yeah. Where this website. I mean, forget about it. It's not good. What damn. a fucking. It wasn't joke. just this. I mean, every fucking website. <laughs> that was point, the WHO. No. One, one, one point, and then at yeah, another they were point, saying it was the CDC. And then at another point, you had three letters. You were getting questioned. By other people with three letters. Yeah. And then it became a who knows at this point. Anyways. We need to add a letter. The CDC, which stands for Credible Center, Center for Disease, Disease Control. Control. Bingo. Credibly. I was going to add definition. In there. <laughs> yeah. Immunization, which is what he alluded to whenever he said, because yeah. this is the video. And I'm only saying this because this is the video that was tweeted 7,000 times. Mm-hmm. I am immunized. A process by which a person becomes protected against a disease through vaccination. This term is often used interchangeably by vaccination, with vaccination or inoculation. So, through vaccination, do you get vaccinated via getting the virus? Yeah, because they shoot it into you. No, no, no. No, no. No, he's saying by old school way, just getting sick. 
Yeah, like if I get sick, uh, sick is that considered uh, considered me getting the vaccination? No, no, because the vaccination so. is no. just a strain. Uh, vaccination is actually. So that first sentence, let's go back to it. A process by which a person becomes protected against a disease through vaccination. That's the first sentence. Yes. But then the, this term is often used interchangeably with vaccination or inoculation. Inoculation is when you get it, then you get the antibodies, right? Yeah, that's right. I don't think so, but I, I thought inoculation was like after you've gotten something, like you are now inoculated with. I don't think it's like getting sick by. I think it is still through like so there's a shot no, or. There's no way you slip past the goalie here with the whole no, I got the antibodies. You can use inoculation in a sentence as inoculation against flu was readily available. It's also the same as vaccine. Chris. I'll say this one couldn't slip past the goalie. Oh, uh, so I thought inoculation was like, yeah, you got it. No. I, mean, I heard you, you thinking that. that, and I also seen it on the internet. That's why I uh, brought it uh, forward. I'm happy we figured that yeah. out. Yeah. So there's no on that, it seems like. Inoculation, vaccination, those are all the same. Um, intra, v, no, intra something, a shot. Mm-hmm. Right. Can't just get it by getting the antibodies. I okay. don't think so. Intra shot. <laughs> hey, I love diving into the CDC and definitions. Learn something new every day. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I couldn't hate this more, but it is a real thing. Him being out is huge because now you got Jordan Love uh, going into play mm-hmm. against the Kansas City Chiefs. And who knows how that Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to do, even with the addition of Melvin Ingram that they got from the Pittsburgh Steelers or whatever. That Kansas City Chiefs defense, I mean, they the Giants 10 points. I guess that's something to talk right. about. But the Giants do stink at football at this point. I think right. everybody is kind of under the um, same assumption. Oh, inoculation. Well, I think because you can't take it as a shot. I was thinking about saying it, but you you couldn't take that as a shot that the Giants are a bad football team right now. But anyways, what what happens in the fallout of this? What happens if he – does he have to get a negative test or is it just the 10 days? We think it's just the 10 days, but it took me like 11, 12 days to get a negative test after I first tested positive, even though I didn't have symptoms for like four, five days, six days at that point. I mean, it is – do we know anything about anything at this point? The answer is no. The only thing we know is this going to be a big talking point. Yeah, and that's what stinks is they're fucking 7-1. and They're good. This was supposed to be a marquee game, and it has nothing to do with football. And this is all all – all we're going to be talking about, all anyone is going to be talking about for the next fucking 10 days or whenever this gets figured out. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes... It's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> should that was. I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. That's true. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Lasts a long time. Bangin' up, bangin' up, bangin' up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the (laughs) the Home Run Derby. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Population you, dude. Hell yeah. 
Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way, whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the medication. Free two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Just now live from an attic. In Ohio, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. Legend of the Green Bay Packers. Potentially to give us a take on the Green Bay Packers situation. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. Nice rowback, dog. What's going on, man? What's up, bud? Yeah, you mentioned all those things with the Packers. Too bad that was six or seven years ago I was on the Packers, so I don't know anything current day what's happening. Okay, so AJ has no inside information. Sent away from practice? Yeah, Odell did get sent away from practice. It is now coming out allegedly that Andrew Barry, the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, is meeting with OBJ's representatives. We do not know if OBS's videos are a part of that conversation. We can assume as such, and they're discussing the next steps to take. Everybody thinks OBJ. Odell Beckham Jr. probably being released from the Cleveland Browns today. That is what it sounds like via the internet at my sports update. Ari Mirov of Pro Football Focus. That is definitely happening, AJ Hawk. I appreciate you guiding this sports show through the breaking news updates. But there is one particular thing I think a lot of people would like to hear you chat about. And, uh, you know, we let off the show with it 30, 35 minutes. Even asked the cast dog about it. You know, cast dog. Why? Why? Seen down to Kentucky Derby. Why? Why? Is that where the ponies race? Why? Why? Who else is down there? Why? Okay, so there was somebody that was at those Kentucky Derbies that you guys were at that is potentially a large part of the news right now, a man who comes on this show every single Tuesday. Um, I said, and I laid out basically all the things that the internet is saying because those are all very valid questions that are happening, right? Very valid. There's a lot of people with incredible penmanship writing very well-written reasons on why something could potentially be bullshit with the entire situation. But I know in having to be in the NFL, go through a lot of the NFL, there, had to be, there has to be something. There has to be some sort of reason. You are much closer to the situation, I think, than anybody else that speaks on microphones. Do you have any thoughts on this? How, how are, have you reached out? Have you got any information? How is the rest of the Packers building doing? What is? Do you have any stuff that we should potentially know about here five minutes into your, uh, your appearance here? I mean, I don't know if I have any, any kind of breaking news to let you know that I, I am in on. I definitely still talk to people in the facility and Aaron and everything. I don't I, I assume is he doing all right physically? That's well, the one thing I haven't found I haven't got an answer from him about. There has not been a single answer about his symptoms or symptomatics. Uh, uh there's been other places somebody had a mild symptoms and somebody had no symptoms. I forget what that was. Hey, but we know though like so earliest though for him, right? 
damn it. Ten Crosby. days. Crosby. Yeah. yeah. He's got to be out ten days. And that's where the whole conversation started about his vaccination status. Because as soon as Pelissero tweeted out that he will miss the Chiefs game, everybody's like, whoa, 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 so quick. Now, it would have to be a miracle, but can he not test negative here a couple times, especially if he has no symptoms? And I guess Saban was able to do that somehow yeah. a couple years ago when he got uh, tested positive on Wednesday. He was at practice Friday. That's right. right. Two negatives were in between there somehow. Unbelievable. He, his body beat stuff just like Russell Wilson's mm-hmm. Phil 413. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that whole vaccination status immediately came to conversation because of the different ways that they are treated when you test positive via uh, when you're vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. So now the vaccination conversation is huge. In the immunized wording uh, wording that was used in his press conference, it's just all that shit's getting called into question right now. And is it that deep, you think? Or do you think there's just... You know, we have to wait and see how it all plays out. There has to be more to the story. Yeah, there obviously has to be an explanation um, from Aaron's side because we haven't really seen this with anybody else, have we? Oh, like a, a situation no. come out like this in the middle of the season. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, I'm sure eventually he'll want to say something. I don't know when that will be, but I know he does want to at least let people know what he thinks or okay. what his hey, whole thing was. I don't know when that is. I have no idea if that's on here, wherever, wherever. It, it'll be somewhere. That'll be. I mean, I think people will want to hear, and I'm sure he wants to clear some things up. Yes. I. By the way, that is great news. That is breaking news that we assume yeah. Aaron will cover this. He will have to inevitably at some point, but I think what you're alluding to is that he would like to potentially explain it. And we, by the way, do not expect it to be here. If it is here, we'd be honored, obviously, to ask potential questions that people might have while he gives his thing, or if he does it wherever. However, but he should be the one telling this, I think, before... Everybody else is telling the story because right now, hey, there is very talented wordsmiths out there. People that are absolute maestros with the writing and typing and stuff. And there's a lot of valid questions. I mean, there is a lot of very fascinating questions, you know, like the way things go on the field. Whenever, you know, you see Carson or anybody else that was openly against it but ha- he was immu- immunized so he has to be being treated in a different way because he's doing it's just so he had to have some sort of okay so, you know what i mean like there had to be there has to be something is what i'm saying there just has to be something to the 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 entire situation absolutely yeah that's it's very confusing i i guess when you sit there and bam it just hits you so i guess he what he tested positive this morning when he was going in the facility i assume mm-hmm. and so then they had to send him home yeah, I think so. And then you would assume that it wouldn't be like a false positive situation, which are those days still happening? They would wait. I would assume if you're positive, would they make you sit there and wait and take another one a little bit later? I don't know. And, and are false positives even a thing anymore? They have to test it. Uh, well, I'm sure that there's a lot of conversations about that whole thing. But yeah. <laughs> the, the, I, I, I haven't heard a lot about false positives. So I wonder if they ran it a few times. Is it like a backup sample you run as well? And I thought you do. I thought if you test positive, don't they usually at least test you again later in the day or something? I think that I, when uh, Saquon tested today, I believe that they said they're going to run a retest today as well. Okay, so it's it's interesting because they're on the heightened COVID thing last week because it was a short week and Devontae had it. Right. Yeah. So are they still in there? Probably. You, you know, are they still in the heightened protocol? They are now. I mean, they are now. If they weren't. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have to think about who else potentially, because the Giants just had 13 people. The Giants just had 13 people test positive. That is huge. By the way, if, if, it, if that should be a massive story. Yeah. But it is not because the MVP in all the circumstances surrounding it right now, and those 13 guys, were they vaccinated? Were they non-vaccinated? Close contacts? How does that whole thing play, pan out? It you'll, know, you'll know by the time when, when it says how fast they can come back. Like, that's how you know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we talked to uh, – oh, we could probably have Rappaport on today, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Ty. So was that an actual, Who do you that? have an issue with, you, okay? what? you no. don't want rap sheet on? No, this is fucking chewing up my esophagus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I'm drinking too many of them. So Come when on. I am so sorry. <laughs> All right, I did not, I did not mean to <laughs> call okay. that out. It just sounded in my ear while I was doing it. You made a sound like. Oh, rap, like you couldn't wait to hear. Like, no, that, that's no, I'd I love to have Rap Sheet on today. To clear it up a little bit. Yeah. All right, I'll send him a text. AJ, why don't, why don't you just tell us what's going on, dude? It seems like people aren't going to hey, believe this isn't like the other situation. You, you oh, kept coming shit, to me all AJ. Shut up, up, dude. Ty, I can't even hear you. You're talking about when I'm speaking. I can't hear what you said. But, yeah, this isn't one of those, like, yeah, this isn't a situation like that. I'm, I wasn't at the Kentucky Derby with them two days ago. Okay, so you were hiding shit. We knew it. Yep. So you just outed yourself for hiding hide shit. Anything. Son of a son bitch. Of a hey, bitch. listen, you're really good at it, though, you son of a bitch. I thought I, thought I was a pretty good little questionnaire guy. Yeah. I thought I asked pretty good questions. You, yeah. you said you didn't know anything the whole time. I was taking it on the shins out there, just prognosticating about the whole situation. You knew everything? Oh. No, I don't. I don't care to know everything. Like oh, I don't. Okay. I don't ask a lot of questions on situations Fair. like this. Yeah, me neither. By the way, this is something that um, I don't do as well. And I assume a lot of people who are on microphones would like us to be more like that. This is just got to like, use our sources, right? I got to use my sources better. Yeah, this is just like when Vinatieri retired on the air, and I did not fucking know that was happening, and I did not text him for like weeks and weeks whenever the speculation was around because I didn't want to know because I didn't want to be the person that was potentially so like, hey, you do however you want to do that. And with some potential drama news, I could see how you maybe don't want to be a part of it, but we did have to talk about it for fucking four months. Yeah. And he had all the inside information. Long yeah. time. Yeah, I never, I never care to have all the inside information. Uh, this particular bad. case, I wonder what the inside information would be. You know, what, I mean, what could it be? Honestly, what do you think? I don't know how. You know, there's a lot of like all the questions that all the question starters. You know, the hows, the whats, the whens, the why. Like that's all the every one of those is now being written about in a fashion that everything is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is all fucked up, basically. Yeah. You know, because you know it's got to be weird though. Doesn't have to be weird for Aaron. So if he tests positive, they send him home. So now he's just posted up in his house solo for 10 straight days trying to figure all this out. How many books has he got in there? Yeah, yeah, he's going to have to disappear in some uh, J.K. Uh, Dobbins. Yeah, oh, that's right. That'd be smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Watch yeah. some film. Yeah. Good running back. Yep. No, oh. No, I was just talking about the book. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, maybe he get dives in a good book. I don't know. What takes Aaron Rodgers 10 days to read? Because that, that's a big part of it, too. When I had it. Like, not being able to go anywhere in public or, like, see people or, like, people obviously being uncomfortable that you're potentially even going to be. Like, that is a whole thing in itself of having the COVID. And now he's getting – this is going to get into the political sphere. I mean, it's going to get into – Absolutely. I mean, I, I would imagine, like, tonight primetime political shows are going to be bringing it up and arguing, you know, both sides of this. Yeah. Wolf Blitzer is going to be pissed. 100%. Wolf Blitzer. Is he still around? <laughs> yeah. The wolf? I, I don't know. <laughs> he is. going to be pissed. Dude. Hungry like the wolf. Okay. Uh, uh, Zito is saying that Rappaport just put out a tweet. It, it's not a tweet. It's from the press conference, but Rapsheet did say it. Okay. So LaFleur had a press conference where he was speaking, and then Rapsheet just quoted a saying. He's good right now. Call Rap Sheet. Let's just call Rap Sheet. Here we go. Rap Sheet we go. just, he just uh, broke some news about protocols being followed in the building and everything like that by Aaron, which is fascinating. So then the public ones, we'd have to see what that's all about or how that all worked out. Um, 
Okay, more and more information is unfold. Uh, is Lafleur sp- still speaking, or is he done? I think he'd be done because Ian would probably be listening. He might have just got out of there, though. Joining Can us now, anything? ladies okay, and gentlemen, NFL.com insider, NFL Network insider, NFL insider, uh, host of the canceled show, Rap Sheet and Friends, here to do his weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and Friends. That's us, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rap Sheet! What a day, guys. I mean, what a. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's up, Ian? Great to see you, man. Uh, what a day for you. Uh, you get to break news. You know what I have to do? I have to be a part of it, and people just kill me for uh, what potentially happened for <laughs> in a situation with a guy that comes on the show every single week. And I just assume that there has to be a lot more answers to all the questions because there seems to be a lot of well-written things being said in a negative light about Aaron Rodgers in particular. What have, sure. we, le- what have we learned thus far? Because my questions, a lot of them, involve the NFL's protocols, if he's immunized, if he's not immunized, what's going on? What's not going on? What are you hearing? What are you learning? And what did LaFleur say? Okay, let's go through it. Well, first of all, LaFleur uh, did not address whether or not Aaron Rodgers is vaccinated. He said, I'm not going to get into the vaccination status of my players or coaches. He was asked why Rodgers used the word immunized instead of vaccinated in whenever that was, August. Uh, and he said, that's a question for Aaron. That is what LaFleur said. Here's what I know. The team has known that Rodgers is not vaccinated. According to the letter of the NFL law, they have known this for a very long time. Rodgers has been wearing a mask in the building. He has been following the COVID-19 protocols for those who are unvaccinated. He has been undergoing daily testing. Sometimes at press conferences, he has been seen wearing a mask around his neck, but not on his face. On the sidelines, he has not been wearing a mask, but I don't think... You need to, if you're an unvaccinated player, wear one outside. Rodgers oh. did go through a sort of, this is something that our good friend Tom Pelissero reports, Rodgers did go through a uh, homeopathic or holistic immunization treatment, which he thought might be able to get him vaccinated status, but the NFL said that it would not. So he is officially, according to the letter of the law, unvaccinated, and that is why him testing positive for COVID-19 means he is out on Sunday. So he's been treated as a non-vaccinated player yes. all season long by the NFL, by the Green Bay Packers. It just hasn't been something that has been seen by the media or reported by the media. Yeah, that's right. And so um, I will say, like, this is something we found out a little bit ago uh, and kind of had to track this down and figure out what to do with it. But that's because- the big story, right? Because the... People are saying that he misled, but you're saying, though, he really has, because in the building, he wears it every single day. Yeah. Is, that, is that, okay, this is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, everyone everyone with the Packers, including a bunch of players, they've known that he was unvaccinated, and, you know, the media asked him, the local media asked him, and he said immunized, and everyone kind of went along, and, I mean, I'm not, that's not criticism. If that was me, I probably would have, I wouldn't have drawn a distinction between well, are you vaccinated or are you merely immunized? I don't think I would have even known what that was. So I don't know that anyone did anything wrong. I just know inside the building, they've known that he was unvaccinated. So he's out 10 days that goes to next Friday or next Saturday? Next Saturday, he's eligible to come off the list, which means he could play. I can't remember who they have. The Raiders, maybe. He could play the Seattle. next game. Seattle, right? See, I'm sorry. Yeah. Seattle. They have Seattle, right. So he could play the next Follow game the against Seattle without practicing, which means we actually could see Russell Wilson come back from the pin thing in his finger 
and Aaron Rodgers come back from COVID in the same game. That's something. Well, we hope Aaron survives COVID, obviously. Go ahead, AJ. Well, is that Seattle game at home or away? It's at home. Okay, that helps, right? Because if it was away, wouldn't you have to test test negative on Saturday before they left for the trip? Yes, although he could also fly in separately. You know, I'm sure I don't I don't know this, but I assume he's a guy who's been on a private plane or two. So even if it was on the road, he probably could fly in anyway. But home at least makes it logistically. And Dom, you do know you've tracked it numerous times for your job. I, I'll tell you what's really frustrating. Yeah, you have when yeah. when people us. when people will block the tail numbers on the plane so you can't track it online. I used to oh, cover college football. That's frustrating. Covered huh? Alabama. That's, I covered that's Mississippi State. Plane tracking is all the rage. When they block it, it's really messed up. Oh, is it? It's really messed up. How about when people just show up at the fucking airport and just wait on you awkwardly in the middle of the night? Isn't that a little fucking creepy, too? Oh, I mean, airline interviews are bad. How about this? What did you think of the Von Miller, I'm leaving the Broncos as I'm getting traded to the Rams, and then he talks to reporters rolling the window down? What did you think of that scene? So I didn't see that whole scene. I've just seen the heard the rollout about this. I'm happy you're on a, uh, right now, actually. And I don't want to divert away from the Aaron Rodgers situation, but I feel like all the information you just gave us was incredible. I can't wait to hear more. The homeopathic um, vaccination, I'm excited to learn about that. I am pumped to hear how or why that came to be. Aaron, obviously an incredibly intelligent human being, excited to hear the hows and whys. Let's move on to Von Miller, though. So there was a, a report that the Halloween party that, uh, that Quavo was at and Von Miller's Halloween parties have been in conversation over the past few years. I mean, these have been things that are notorious. I, I bet you they are a great time. It sounds like it is an absolute. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah, he spent six figures on it. But Noah Fant went on 107.3 The Fan, I think, in Denver. And he said that he was upset, obviously, that this story got out of the locker room. Uh, but Von Miller didn't want to have the party because the team was losing. And the Halloween party, you know, should he was looking for it to be an incentive for the team to win and everything like that. Allegedly, they talked him back into having the party because it's so much fun. Then the bill came for everything, and it was a couple hundred thousand. And Vaughn Miller said, hey, we have to pay for the Halloween party. And everybody in the locker room allegedly said, hey, you have to pay for the Halloween party. And there's a little bit of drama. Are you hearing anything about this? And was this a part of the decision to trade the eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker and pay $9 million worth of the salary on the way out? Uh, a lot of that story is true about the Halloween party, right? So it did happen. Some players did get fined for being it because I think a couple players showed up late the next day, a couple hundred dollars. But you know, I mean, that's I, I would let's not. Everyone should follow all the rules, but let's not pretend being fined a hundred, a uh, couple hundred dollars is a big deal. Um, oh. It did happen. Whoa! Jesus, money bags. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm hey, let me hold Bastion. some, man. Let me hold some. Damn. A couple hundred thousand dollars would be a thing. A couple Ooh, hundred dollars. Yeah, anyway, of course. Um, I don't believe this led to the release at all. I really don't. I mean, it, the story happened, but the reason I led to the trade, I should say, the reason that uh, the reason that uh, Von Miller got traded was because. Uh, the team was able to get the team was able to pay $8 million dollars and get a second and third round pick. That is a lot. I mean, that is a real lot to pay what? for Von Miller. A second and third round a second and third round pick. That's substantial. And look, Ian, I don't know what the Get the is. fuck out of here. Ian, who told you? How is that? Are you serious right now? I don't know if you're being serious or not. What? There's no way Which you part? actually believe that. The 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 Broncos got absolutely 
undressed in that deal. You don't think that? You don't think that's the case? I think the opposite. No. They're paying $9 million salary for uh, your best player to go play for another team that's probably going to go on a run to a Super Bowl. And you get a second and a third? Are they trying to bundle that, you think, to make a play for a a quarterback or something? First of all, yes. Uh, Including, we'll see, maybe a potentially unvaccinated quarterback who's out this week and has a chance to play next week. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The team stinks. He's not going. Yeah, why would they but, go there? They're, just, they're doing a fire sale so they can get fucking picks. They just got rid of the guy that hosts the $100,000 uh, Halloween party with uh, Quavo. I can't believe Quavo flew out to Denver. $100,000 party. I mean, there was a payment that was made. <laughs> I mean, it, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd so assume. that's the price. I mean, everything's got a price. Well, so, I'd assume that uh, thing was well decorated, no, too. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I'm, sure it was, I'm sure there was balloons and streamers and stuff. No, for real. I thought the price was legit. I mean, a 32-year-old pass rusher who's probably not coming back. You got like a real, that's a real value, I thought. I thought the Broncos did well. AJ, I don't want to step on you here. I'm getting breaking news in my ear. Um, Pardon my take titled this man, The Boat. Mm -hmm. Because there might be a greatest of all time, but there's only one best of all time. The man who said that if he wasn't in the NFL, he'd be smoking heaters on a construction site. Hell yeah. Blake Bortles is allegedly en route to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Here we go. Wow. Breaking news to you, Ian. What are your thoughts on that? Is this something that they had him in earlier, right, whenever Jordan Yeah, Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he'll he'll probably sign with the practice squad, and then I yeah, assume yeah. get bumped up if Bankert doesn't. We'll see if Bankert's able to play. I would assume that Bankert would be the one getting called up. Um, he's got COVID, Ian. What the fuck? Do you not even well, follow the not, NFL? But I believe, well, I don't know for sure that he's vaccinated, but if he is vaccinated, then he'll be able to potentially play okay, got it. on Sunday. So we will see. But yes, Bortles. Yes, very exciting. Ian, in, in Green Bay, what about the rest of that roster? Is there a worry in Green Bay that they're going to have more positive tests as the week goes on? Yes, I would say they are a little worried. And they've had the intensive protocols for a while now. So daily for everybody now? Yeah, it's it's. They've been doing daily testing, and, and now I think why Joe Barry is that Devontae because Adams. why is that the Thursday night football protocol, or is it before that even? Uh, Joe Barry. No, it's because of Joe Barry and Devonte, and then a couple other people. So once they got a couple, they've all been in mass and daily testing and all that. So Devonte, I think, should come back tomorrow, and Joe Barry should come back tomorrow. So hopefully, they're on the other end of it. Um, but I mean, I'm not. I don't know if they're worried. Worried. But they're definitely focusing on it and trying to make sure that this ends the spread, you know? Ian, everybody had to know that with the way the protocols are and the way the world is currently going. Now, when the protocols were created, we're at a much different time with a much different prediction of what the future was going to look like, I think. But now with the way the world is, I assume a lot of teams expected to potentially run into the buzzsaw that is COVID. Giants got 13 players that tested positive. The Packers had Devontae Adams, and it seems like... It's just going to continue to go with the way the world is, especially not just Halloween being one of the most celebrated holidays in the NFL and in the locker rooms, but Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the world being open again. It seems like outside the NFL, much different world than inside the NFL, but that's a, you got to do stuff to be in the NFL. Do they all just expect this to happen? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it has not been like last year. I mean, last year, which honestly feels like a thousand years ago, Yeah. but this was like every day last year. It was... I mean, I'm only covering it. I'm sitting in my basement alone, which is what I basically spent all of last year doing. Oh, but yeah. it was it was miserable. Like, every day was like this. This has been a couple spots. Rodgers being tested positive is obviously a major deal. Saquon, major deal. Um, but it has not been like last year. But, yeah, teams expected this. And, you know, having the, um, 
you know, having the... Uh, uh, what happened? Uh, nothing. Uh, oh, well, well, come on. You know, I mean, if, if there's nothing, then let's go ahead and do this. But if you're going to go ahead and just... I mean, you something happened. Your eyes, you're reading something right now. Something just happened. Well, we'll we will see. Um, but anyway, yes, teams have teams have expected. Come on, dude. Oh, we'll Does it have to do with Odell on. Beckham Jr.? Is it what o- is it? OBS, maybe? Uh, we will see what ends up happening, yes. Uh-oh. Odell, oh, we'll AJ. see what ends up happening. AJ, Come good on. fucking reporting. My question, OBS is the reason why the OBJ situation is happening in Cleveland right now? Which one's OBS? Odell Beckham Sr. Catch up, dude. Oh. Uh, That's a good one. See, I don't you. know that he's the yeah. reason. I feel like he's more of the... <laughs> I mean, don't you think that Odell knew what he was doing? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So then he goes into the locker room, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, hey, what the fuck is this? And then the coach has got to ask, and then there's no actual explanation, and Andrew Barry's like, you know what? Let's be done with it. And is that what's happening, and is that how it happened? I don't know how the Browns are going to actually deal with Odell. Um, I don't know what they – because they have a lot of options here. They can send him home, um, which he's not there today. They can cut him. They can – suspend him they can force him to play and then make him say no i'm not playing like there's there's actually a lot of different ways they could handle it having a disgruntled player now most teams eventually move on because you just it's just not worth it um now the browns are already paying him and they have to pay him so that is an issue as well but yeah i mean anytime you have someone's father posting videos of look at my son being open Anyway, that's not – none of that is good. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rap Sheet, are the Saints going to stick with Simeon or is there a possible Phil Rivers uh, oh. coming back to New Orleans? And also, what happened with Michael Thomas? Uh, all right, we'll start with the Michael Thomas thing. So he's out for the season. He had a Bummer. setback on the same ankle but a different injury. So remember, he had the tightrope surgery last year. And the ropes are fine, the ankle's fine, but there's a different injury that developed while he was rehabbing. He saw a specialist either Monday or Tuesday, and now he's going to have another surgery, so he's out for the season. So the Saints basically went through all of last year with, unfortunately, him not playing, and this year with him not playing at all. Um, It feels like they're going to roll with Simeon. One thing that Sean Payton really likes is a quarterback who does exactly what he says. Um, And Simeon does exactly what he says. He puts the ball where he wants. He runs the plays he wants. He follows orders very well, and Sean really likes that. So... I'd expect that to be where he goes first before um, the most famous high school football coach in the state of Alabama comes back to the NFL. Okay, so Phil Rivers is ahead of Drew Brees in that conversation? I have not heard that Brees was asked to come back. I don't oh, know. Does he want to come back, though? Oh, shit. new hair. Get the He retired and got new hair. Yeah, and you, you said you're not sure – that they he was asked to come back, so Ooh. that would say if we're gonna, you know, just like immunized was used, immunized was used. We gotta, we gotta, you know, kind of decipher your wording there. Okay. So, do you think that Drew would come back if what if he was asked, or are you getting any rumblings that potentially the Drew Brees camp is maybe itching to, huh, sling the pillow a little I, bit? And I, he he, it was so hard for him to retire. He went through so much to get himself. To the place. Remember there were those videos of him like working out hardcore while he was retired. Yeah, yeah. of course, personal record. It was, <laughs> it was hard for him to retire. I would be surprised if he went through all that to get himself to a place where he was okay retiring and then came back. That would be very surprising. 
Oh, so you just said that Drew Brees potentially thinking about leaving Football Night in America and going back into football, which is potentially what Philip Rivers had in mind whenever he said, ah, ah, I'll go play at the Saints. Oh, Drew will get itchy. He'll go, and then I get, boom, Football Night in America. Got the job now. Chess. Sicilian. How you doing? Keep it moving. Chestnut checkers? Yeah. Yep. No, I'm a checkers guy myself. I think it takes too much heat, you know, because you're supposed to live in the moment and just try to get kinged right fucking now. But I appreciate the whole forethought thing. We got to do 10, 20 moves ahead and then visualize the shit while we're tripping on hallucinogens. Uh, Go ahead, Ty. Rap Sheet, how come every year we hype up the trade deadline and then nothing fucking happens? Uh, Like, were you hearing that guys were actually like were, were there actually trades that fell apart that yeah. couldn't get done or yeah. I mean because Dave Brown like you know what? going to the Chiefs was the, the big takeaway from me Dan Brown he picks him up and he puts, puts him down. down don't disrespect the good doctor Laurent Duvernay Tardif he got traded he yeah. fought COVID and then got traded. Yeah, they shipped his ass out of town. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, go fight COVID <laughs> anyway. again. Uh, maybe somewhere yeah. else is what they said. Yeah. Anyway, so look, the <laughs> There were some trades that happened. There were a lot of trades that were talked about. The big one was Deshaun Watson not getting traded, um, which to me was probably as big a deal as any trade that happened because now he remains on the Texans, probably still not going to play, probably becomes the biggest story next offseason where a lot more teams will need quarterbacks, have the possibility of trying to trade for him, plus his legal situation has not yet been resolved, which was a big reason why he wasn't traded. I mean, to so Miami? Much there. Was he going to Miami? That would have been the, that's the only spot he's waived. There's no trade clause to. But was, in the offseason, I mean, there's going to be, I would imagine, a lot more teams who need quarterbacks to say, you know what? Maybe. If this legal situation gets resolved by March, maybe they're interested. Okay, was Deshaun Watson, did Sean Payton go after Deshaun? There was uh, some, I read something. I don't, I, I, I have not heard that. I have not confirmed. Did that. I read that on the internet this morning, though? Uh, I think it was on the internet. No, that was for Russell Wilson. Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, was allegedly trying to snoop around on whether or not he was available or not. Is that real, you think? I have not heard that for this season. You know, next season is Sean Payton. He loves – what is that? Let me read that. Jordan Schultz of the Schultz Report says, one superstar quarterback under the radar today that seems have been uh, teams have been calling about the whole season, Russell Wilson. League sources say several teams. Yeah, I don't – Wow, Schultz. Oh my God, you gave him a report card on the Schultz report. F you said, fuck this guy. You let off with saying, who is this? Let me read this. And then, nah, I don't think so. Wow. He is a great reporter, and I will let his reporting stand by itself. I mean, you. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Jeez. It's hot in the kitchen. Yeah, uh-huh. I haven't confirmed it. May I'm I look? I I just haven't gotten it. Nothing I can do. All right, okay. well, if you, if you do, let us know, please. And Schultz yeah. report. We appreciate you reporting the news that Schultz hears. Okay, maybe you have a different source than the host of the weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and friends. We appreciate the hell out of you, Ian. Have a great day today. Can't wait to hear more about the uh, homeopathic immunization and everything else you're gonna have uh, to deal with. Great. Yeah, have fun with that. You're probably gonna be reading a lot. Uh, reading a lot of. Uh, medicine shit. Oh, yeah. oh dude. Good hey, good luck term. out there. We're going to be telling dumb. Thanks, guys. Hey, we're going to be saying dumb stuff about sports over here. If you're yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Our Coaches Up Chuck segment. Uh, Paisan, Gabagool Eater. Uh, Chuck McGon. Yeah! Gabagool. 
You're muted. Double gold, a motadel. Hey, did you see my costume? You got all the, you got, oh, freaking classic, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Where, can you send me the whole setup? Yeah. The shoes, the sweatsuit. Yeah. Obviously, the mask. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to wear that. Well, I think you're going to just naturally. I think. I think you're naturally going to grow into that. Now, probably like 30 years from now or whatever. I I was actually dressed (laughs) up as you in the future. It was an amazing thing, and we appreciate you joining us every single week. I love our conversations. Honestly, I look forward to them. I feel like I learned something, and you give an angle that not a lot of people get to hear, which is a coach is kind of unfiltered. I, I mean, not. Not that any coach is ever super unfiltered, but you here, I feel like you've been letting it fly, and I appreciate that. If you're uh, Matt LaFleur and this Aaron Rodgers situation happens as the head coach, and now it's coming out that the Green Bay Packers did know of his vaccination status, and uh, obviously the world is being made of uh, known of all these things, he has to still continue to keep a good relationship with Aaron, right? I mean, LaFleur has to be – Aaron has to feel as if LaFleur is still on his side, even though the entire world is crashing down on him. How do you – how would you balance that delicate line there while also trying to get Jordan Love going, you think? Yeah, you got to tread uh, very lightly uh, just because of – uh, your conversation uh, about this whole vaccination vaccination thing to this point, because uh, there's so many things involved. There is such a political thing right now, and uh, media right now. Every every news station, every channel, and every media outlet is is blowing up about this whole deal. And um, so we're Matt, right. yeah. Coach mm-hmm. Coach definitely has to. You know, he's got to have Aaron's back. You know, without Aaron, um, you know, this team doesn't win seven straight. Um, we, we know how important that guy is to that organization, um, to the National Football League. So uh, you, you have his back. Um, hopefully you've got your, your ducks in a row. Um, you've got all the necessary, um, you know, with, with your, you know, athletic uh, training department, all the protocols. They're, they're saying, hey, look, he, he's followed the protocols inside the building. He's wearing a mask. He's getting tested every single day. Hopefully all that stuff, you're making sure all that stuff's uh, – and I, I find it really hard to believe um, that, you know, that they wouldn't be following those protocols knowing that, you know, this could potentially become a become a deal, especially with, you know, being out, um, you know, regardless of a Halloween party, this, that, and the other. I mean, you run the risk. If you're – shoot, vaccinated people are getting it. Yeah, they're I, coming down with it and tested, tested positive. You know what I'm saying? So um, – I, I don't know the uh, the whole intricacies of the of the vaccine and what works and what doesn't work. I just know that um, vaccinated people are getting uh, coming, you know, testing positive as well as unvaccinated people. You know, you're dealing uh, with Carson Wentz right there and Indy uh, quarterback, the face of your franchise, the the guy. You know, and now to be without that guy, and you're right, Matt's Matt's got a team to prepare. That staff's got to do their job. Um, you remember uh, back in the day when. We lost every every single quarterback, and we had to sign two off the street. You were our number three quarterback. Yeah. And we found a way. We found a way to go win a game because you know we were playing like last week when Aaron talked about them going to Arizona and without this guy, without that guy, nobody gave him a chance. Just what AJ said. I mean, they went and played with house money. They played free. They had fun. Um, this is another one of those great challenges that this will galvanize that football team and galvanize that locker room uh, even more to where uh, another great chance, another uh, you know opportunity to overcome some major uh, adversity. And I guess um, I don't know exactly. I guess Jordan is 
Jordan the only quarterback right now? Kurt Benkert. On, on the team that's, yeah. so he's Kurt, out, though. Yeah, Kurt Benkert also has COVID, so they're flying Blake Bortles out there, a guy who in London punted a ball in our faces. Mm-hmm. So Randall's number two right now until Blake gets there. Randall Cobb? Yeah. Yeah, Randall's listed, yeah, yeah. The second QB. Yeah, so um, it, it can be done. I mean, we signed Josh Freeman, Josh Freeman and Ryan Lindley, you know, on a brought them in for a Tuesday workout, signed them. They were in the meeting room on Wednesday. Um, you remember, Pat, I told the whole team, I said, hey, just mind your own effing business. Everybody do your freaking job. Don't watch one snap of either of these guys. <laughs> do not watch any of fucking practice. Hold on. No judgment. Trust our coaches. Trust, our, you know, our offensive staff. They'll get these two guys ready to go. And uh, sure enough, we went and beat the Titans, you know, to finish the season eight and eight. It was, it was one of the most memorable wins we had, you know, because of how we did it. I think so. And Josh Freeman and Ryan Lindley, obviously incredible people, and they came in. And you did say in your Tuesday presser, I've told this story before, where uh, we'll, we'll have a package for Pat McAfee, and I was like, wait a fucking minute, it's the last game of the season. Okay, we've lost <laughs> ten quarterbacks. There's no way I'm dying right now out there. But that was obviously a joke, obviously. Uh, but you bring in Freeman and Lindley, you making the proclamation to the team before they came in, hey, do not watch. All right? Just don't judge. No judgment. No judgment. Do not watch. And then me and Vinatieri, obviously, immediately upon hearing that, we're like, all right, so we got to go fucking watch this guy. And it was bad. That first day of practice was bad. I mean, it was bad, bad. Thursday, still banging the drum here. Hey, let's not judge. Let's just keep putting in the work. Let's just keep going. It started looking a little bit better. None of us could have expected getting that win on Sunday. What a, you're right. That is a very memorable game, and it's because of the adverse conditions that we're under, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. And if you guys could have been at the workout on Tuesday, you would have said no freaking way do you sign these two guys. Because you remember Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman had a cannon, right? Yeah. So you know how Frog and T and those guys had set up at the different areas. Like if you're throwing, you know, quick game, you got a quick out or a slant, and, and then you go, you know, five step drop, seven step drop. He didn't complete one pass. He almost threw the football. He almost threw the he, – he tore up their hands, number one. Number two, he, he, the balls were bouncing off the indoor oh, nice. like BBs off a tin can. Almost threw a football through the wall of the indoor facility. <laughs> and then we go, okay, that's good, Josh. Uh, Ryan, you're up. So then we get Ryan in there, right? Ryan's accurate as shit, but he's got zero velocity on the ball, right? It's taking forever. <laughs> and I'm asking T and Frog because they know our two equipment guys – you know, what do you, what do you think? He goes, man, that, that's an easy, easy ball to catch. I mean, it's barely coming in here, Coach. I don't know if he's going to have to anticipate his throws really well. <laughs> so I'm thinking, holy shit. And I'm like, is there anybody? That's it. You know, Coney Island – Josh Freeman was playing for the Coney Island Thrashers at the time, serving, you know, soft serve ice cream at halftime for 250 bucks a game. And, and, and Ryan Lindley – he was driving Uber. He was hanging out in New York City. He was driving Uber at the time. His girlfriend was training for the Olympics, and he was he was listen, in New York City driving, great driving guys. Uber. Hey, listen, a lot of ricochet unbelievable. shots. Unbelievable. <laughs> 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 hey, these guys, unbelievable. Hey, the gabagool on these guys, coach. Oh. Honestly, they were very good, but they they hear the workout went that terribly. That makes sense because Wednesday it didn't look much better, coach. It did not look much oh, better. All remember, I, I walked out. I walked out of that team meeting on Wednesday. And I went and sat in my office. I think I don't know who I was talking to. I said I just lied the, my ass off to this football thing. I hope it works. I hope it works. Uh, no, that's awesome. It was. It'll awesome. Be, but they no, they got their. 
they'll they'll rally. You watch. They'll rally around this whole deal, and they're going to have to definitely go sign somebody, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Blake Bortles, I guess, is on his way in. Randall played uh, quarterback in college at Kentucky. He's an athlete, so maybe we'll see a little package for him. But for the Packers, though, at least when you're looking at football and their whole plan, I, I would assume like once they get over the initial shock of all this, like, okay, we're going to get a good look at Jordan Love against a good football team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, Don't you think they can look at it as an opportunity, too? Uh, no doubt about it. And, uh, and like, like you said, I mean, they've got to prepare and they've got to get this kid, you know, ready to roll and, and, uh, and they'll have a chance, AJ, to, to get a good look at him. But uh, uh, again, I think like you just said, the enormity of this whole thing, that's the thing that they're going to have to really talk to their football team about, their coaches and their players and everybody in the building is because this is a huge distraction. They're going to have to be able to put this whole thing aside and, and, and go to work uh, at the business at hand because they got they got too many good things happening right now and and uh, uh, so that'll be another challenge just to you know quiet down the noise and, and everybody go to work. All right, let's uh, bounce around to some other NFL subjects and we can't thank you enough for joining us once again, Ryan Lindley Freeman. We love you. Yep, <laughs> we absolutely love you. Thanks for that win. That was awesome. I do recall the idea you guys put in the strategy. One of them did the entire half and then one of them did the two minute drill. I think it was. Lindley did the no Freeman did the two minute draw. I forget whatever it was. It was no, you you had it you had it down. Remember when you saw Lindley go in? You were jacking around on the sideline with Vinny or doing something, and uh, you all of a sudden you look up and see Lindley going in the game. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, Why is, what happened? What happened to Josh Freeman? Because he's a, Pat's our number three, so he's like, okay, get a ball, Vinny, get over there. He starts warming up. Does anybody know what happened to Freeman? Do I really have an opportunity going in this game? What's my package again? Do I have my wristband? What's my two runs? What's my two passes? I'm throwing bubble screens, right? Yeah. We're getting the ball out. We're handing it off. Yeah, quickly. Rep- yeah, no, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan went in at the end of the first half. He was the guy that the offensive coaches prepared to be the two-minute guy. He took us right down the field, and he threw a touchdown pass to Andre Johnson, I believe. And, uh, you know, going to halftime with so much momentum, and thank God you, you were the uh, – Relieved at the touchdown, number yes. one and number two, that Josh was fine, fine. once you figured yeah, out what was, the, Lindley, you know, what the philosophy, what the plan was. Well, Lindsay, a little, uh, Lindley, a little smaller guy, you know. And I know the NFL; we've seen seven <laughs> quarterbacks already die on our roster. And if there is only him for the rest of the game, he was just driving an Uber in New York. I mean, there's a chance I'm fucking taking some snaps here. Oh yeah. And uh, we're probably punting on first down, whether you liked it or not. I don't know what the play call is going to be, but we're probably going to punt that thing early. Let's bounce around the NFL a little bit. Trade deadline just happened. Nothing really happened. How do you brace a, a team? Like for instance, what's, what, what's what's going on with uh, B flow to uh, Chris Greer coming out chatting about how we we do ultimately didn't make the trade and. Knowing that your team can get better, but in doing so, you're putting down somebody on the roster then. Like, how, how do you, as a head coach and coach, handle the trade deadline? And have you had any interesting situations around a trade that has happened to you? Yeah, it's, um, you know, the message that you send uh, to your, you know, your locker room, your, your team, uh, the staff, the fans, um, everybody, the message that you send is like, with the Rams, hey, we're all in. Yeah. We're going out. We just signed another, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, pass rusher and, and defensive player and, and Von Miller, and, and we're all in. And, and so on one end of it, you know, their locker room, um, their fan base, their coaching staff, they're, they're on the opposite end of, say, Denver. And, you know, they're looking at it like, okay, we're sitting here at 4-4. Four and four. We're coming off a win. We got, you know, got off the, got off the snide. 
um, got the win against the Washington football team. But now you're saying, okay, you just traded away, you know, our best player. So um, between, you know, Coach Vick and, and George Payton, the GM, they got to do a great job of talking uh, to their football team about, you know, the whys. You know, why did we do this? And we all know, you know, the money that's involved, the picks that are involved. And, and uh, you know, the Rams have, have made a history of that. You know, they don't pick. Uh, for the next seven years, they don't have a number one for the next seven years. I think that's just a philosophy that Les Snead and and Sean McVay that's that's how they go about you know doing their business and and uh, they're going to acquire comp picks down the road and they're going to get those those you know extra extra uh, late round picks and they have enough faith in in their head football coach uh, and their coaching staff to develop those those late rounders and you don't spend the money that you normally would spend on a first rounder. And uh, and conversely, so, you know, Tua, we saw come out, you know, in Miami and finally said, yeah, you know, I don't I don't feel like I'm wanted. And, and who would? No, I don't. You know, not. Who, I don't who not. would? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, I don't not feel like I'm wanted. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going uh, <laughs> to comment. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I, I don't feel wanted, whatever. But we would we would all feel the same way. Right. And. Because where, there, where there's smoke, there's fire. So there had to be something going on. But we all know, uh, based on uh, all the, the rhetoric that was out there um, surrounding Deshaun, um, that nobody could risk, you know, signing that player without knowing uh, what potentially yes. the outcome was going to be with all the – nobody in their right mind is going to give up the, the draft capital, the, the number one picks, this, that, and the other, uh, for an unknown. Somebody that they don't know is going to play this year, might not be able to play next year. So until the league comes out and finally says, hey, here's where this thing stands, um, he's either going to stay there, he's going to play for the Texans, or he'll go on there. But, um, you know, that, that stuff is so hard to control. As the head football coach, Pat, AJ, and everybody, all the guys, dealing with the team, because you got to be the guy that stands in front of these guys. Just like, you know, when I came in and we talked about, okay, here's Freeman, here's Lindley, this is how we're going to win this game. And you got to sell, and you got to convince your ball club that that's actually going to frickin' happen, and and tell them the whys. You know, so those coaches in those situations are, tough, are put in tough spots to stand in front of their team and say, because it could be, you know, all personnel could be all GM, could be the president, uh, could be the owner involved. You know, wanting all this to happen. Yet in the meantime, they don't have to go walk into that team meeting room, yeah. you know, every single day and stand in front of the guys that are, you know, putting their asses on the, on the line every single, you know, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever it is, uh, to go win football games. And they, they have relationships, and they love those players. And, and nobody you, wanted to see Vaughn. And you, by the way, are viewed as a head coach, like, oh, this person has a better relationship with the GM, the front office, and all of us, but you still have to give up a unified front to the team. That beef flow's in an interesting spot down there, especially now that Chris Greer is speaking about the whole situation and the owner. I mean, coaching during trade deadlines, because we brought in uh, Trent. Remember, we sent a first-rounder for Trent Richardson, and that was hyped up around the entire city. Like, everybody. Jim Irsay was tweeting, hey, I'm sending a big plane to go pick up a big pick. Like, it was a massive ordeal. And in the locker room, we were excited, I think. People were excited, but there was also like, oh, well, who's going to be out of here then? That, that, what does that mean? It's a fascinating dynamic in the uh, the human business that is the NFL. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Coach, if you're Bob Sala in the Jets, how do you handle having Zach Wilson and you, you already spending the number two pick on him and then also Magic Mike fucking White Lightning who just slung the ball around the yard? Like, if he continues to play well, do you think they have an actual competition or no matter what, is it Zach Wilson? 
Yeah, what a great job. That's <laughs> magic white, what do they call them, white lightning? <laughs> Hell yeah. 405 yards, three tutties. You know, that, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And uh, maybe you talk to your trainers and maybe it's one of those things where, you know, hey, Zach, you're, you're quite not ready. You know, if Mike keeps doing well, he's going to play another week. Maybe that injury lingers on and on and on and on. And, and maybe you don't have to really have that conversation. But um, the fact of the matter is, is, is where you took, you know, Zach, as soon as he's healthy and back out there, you're going to have to put him back out there. That's just how the National Football League works. You took that guy, you know, number two uh, overall. Uh, he's your franchise. He's your future. He's this. He's that. So um, very, very interesting, uh, you know, dynamic there, especially, you know, when a guy comes in and, you know, again, nobody thought that the Jets had any chance to beat the Bengals, and, and this kid comes in and does what he does. Um, and I guess you guys said that Zach was even fired up, right? Yeah, that's might, what, yeah. Mike White said Zach was more fired up than he was. Yeah, he's probably had a, had enough. You know, he might be saying, "Okay, year one, we're in a rebuild. I need a little bit of time to, you know, <laughs> I've been getting the shit kicked out of me. I'm I'm throwing to the opponent more than I am my own guys. I mean, they're catching more footballs. Maybe it's time for me just to take a breather here and sit back. But I don't I don't know. In all seriousness. Um, that, that'll be a tough one, especially if that kid continues to win for him. I didn't even think about Zach maybe relishing the opportunity to watch somebody else play for a little bit and watch the season and then potentially having a restart next year as like, okay, here you go. Mike White, that's an incredible opportunity. Another chance at it on Thursday when he comes into Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh, yeah. Hey, that place going to be rocking in there on Thursday night. Go ahead, Tom. Coach, speaking of that, like these teams playing with backup quarterbacks and they go in with like the – the free feeling and nothing to lose feeling. Does that last for more than one game? Like, is that a, is that a style you could keep going with for the rest of the season? Um, you know, I, I don't think so. Um, I think it's, I think it's more uh, to do with, you know, from a defensive perspective and being on the defensive side of the ball um, for my entire career, anytime you see a backup, you really don't have a book on the guy. Oh. You don't have a, a body of work. You don't have the film that you have uh, on the starter. So we, there were times when we were really, uh, you know, afraid of, hey, let's be careful and not knock out the number one because we definitely don't want to see the number two because, number one, we don't know a thing about him. And, number two, he might be more athletic. He might be more mobile. Um, he's going to come in, um, you know, with that gl uh, gunslinger mindset you just talked about. He's got nothing to lose. Uh, you know, so he's going to play free. He's going to have a blast. And, and God forbid he starts to complete a bunch of balls and have a bunch of success and just build on that and that momentum. Uh, so it's an, it's an interesting, interesting deal uh, for sure. So really tough, you know, to prepare for those guys because you don't have a, a bunch of, you know, tape on them. You don't have a body of work. And it's like a new coordinator on offense or defense or special teams and a new, you know, whatever in your division. It takes you, it takes you a little bit to, to really get a, oh, you're an saying, idea of how this guy operates. You're saying they're going to potentially figure out Magic Mike White Lightning. Oh, okay. Oh. And the people, hey, by the way, there's been some players that have completely debunked that entire thing. Remember, everybody said that Lamar Jackson was going to get figured out. Do you remember that? Lamar Jackson's been figured out. That was what people were talking about. And it was like, well, he's still an alien, right? Yeah, I mean, he's still faster than everybody on the field. He's still more explosive than everybody on the field. But it does feel like there's fads in things that you find. The, the amount of detail in film, it, that is something I don't think that gets talked about a lot. Is it as 
like we see do your job with the Belichick regime, obviously, and we have incredible access up there. And allegedly they saw something on film where Julio Jones, his right foot had to have had something wrong with it because he couldn't cut as good to the left. And he must have had something wrong with his foot. So they played it accordingly. Is that does that happen all the time? And what are some little things that happen in the film room that you can carry into games or throughout your career that has happened? No, absolutely. And to have those tips on guys, I mean, we had Ben Roethlisberger for years until it got out and, and somebody somebody let it out that, you know, when his heel was on the ground, his back foot, when it was on the ground, it was running, it was in the air, it was passed. You know, so there's little things like that. We ran into a team not less than a year ago um, where – you know, you look at the off, you study the offensive line, and sometimes you'll have the interior of the line, the center, and the two guards, and three points, and the tackles will be in two points, and then sometimes they're all down, sometimes they're all up. But there's there's times where you can find one dude, you know, and and this guy, if he's down in a three point, it's ninety eight percent run, and if he's up in a two point stance, it's it's the other way, ninety eight percent pass. So. That's one of those things that when you dive into the tape and you start to drill this stuff down, the defensive line coach, he'll lock in because that's his only deal is, is studying those offensive line and getting run tips and pass tips. You know, linebacker coach, same thing, secondary guy. He's got to study wide receivers and figure out he's going to go, okay, when this guy is plus two from the numbers, that means outside the numbers towards the sideline. When he's plus two, here's his routes. When he's on the outside edge of the numbers – Here's the two routes that he runs. And when he's on the inside edge of the numbers, every time he's on the inside edge, he runs a shallow cross. So if I'm a D-back, okay, and my coach tells me that, I can study, I can go watch it because he's put together a, a video, he's put together a tape that will just, you know, back up, uh, you know, this information that he's just given me. So I'll watch all these, you know, two routes when he's plus two, when outside edge of the numbers, inside edge of the numbers, and so when that happens and that comes up, you know, and I'm in a one-on-one situation, that's when I take my, you know, take my, this is an opportunity to win this rep because I know exactly what this kid's going to run based on my film study. That's amazing. That's the detail and the diligence that happens at the NFL level. And that's why coaches never see their family. <laughs> ah. um, go ahead, Ty. Coach, when you look at a team like the Lions um, who have basically just given up, it looks like, I mean, we heard – all you know offseason when dan campbell got hired that you know everyone loved him but after last game they get their asses beat he doesn't cry i think some of his players think he's a phony like does he know uh like can you feel the locker room just being lost and like because now there's reports coming out that you know he's he's actually blaming the players a bunch and and like the seeds of dissension are kind of out there like how do you how do you save the locker room at this point wow (laughs) you gotta win (laughs) (laughs) bottom line i don't know if they can i've got friends there and i I sure hope they do because i love you know a couple guys on the staff that i've worked with and they're really good coaches and good people but you got to win and if you don't win you know then you don't have a leg to stand on you know you can go in there and and, you know it it only lasts so long you know the the rah-rah speeches and the win one for the gipper and this and i'm speaking from experience you know but you at the end of the day Whatever you're preaching and whatever you're saying, uh, the fruits of your labor, we got to get a W. And if we don't get a W, until that happens, it's going to be the same old friggin' Lions. You know, they are who we thought they are. You know what I mean? You know, so, I mean, that's that's just reality. 
you know, and, and I like the guy too, and I'd love to play for him. We'd all love to have our kids Maybe, play for uh, him. He seems one, like one of those <laughs> one of those guys, but mm-hmm. it's a bottom line business. If you win, you stay. If you're productive on the field, you stay. And if you're not, your ass is out. Coach, last question here, and you are a college coach, so obviously you're big in the recruiting game and relationships and everything like that with the player. And you're, I think every player would say that they love playing for you. You're a player coach. Whenever you see situations happen, like in Baltimore with the Raven uh, who got shot, the guy who got shot Mm -hmm. in his leg, I guess it's not life-threatening. And then obviously Henry Ruggs uh, just posted bail, $150,000 bail. He was, I guess his car was at 156 miles an hour just moments before impact and 127 miles an hour whenever the airbags exploded uh, while driving with point. I mean, it was, it's, it's very sad. How do you you know, avoid those? What do you try to do? How do you get players to, you know, buy into like the real world? Because I was young and very dumb. I mean, I was intoxicated walking the streets of Indianapolis when I got pulled over and what, what like, or not pulled over. I was not driving. I got actually surrounded and then, you know, put in the back of a wagon. Uh, they had me, they had me both hands and ankles, by the way. Really? They shackled you? I was not running anywhere. It was freezing cold that night. Though. I guess. It was very cold. I was not going anywhere. They are putting me in the back of a wagon. I know it wasn't as freezing as it was wherever I was. But how do you try? Like, what do you think old Rich Bisacci is saying to the team? You know, because they're obviously somebody passed away. A dog passed away as well. So incredibly sad. I assume Ruggs is liked by his teammates. Like, that whole situation in Baltimore. How do you try to kind of keep everybody you know, in the same page of like, hey, there's more to life than the crazy shit. You know, is that something you've ever thought about? And is that, if that's too deep of a question, I apologize. No, it's, uh, it's very, very sad, uh, very tragic, you know, because we've all, like you said, we've all made some really, really poor decisions, you know, in our life, you know, and especially, you know, can imagine, you know, 22 years old and uh, you got a bank account full of money, and and you're this great, great player, and and all that stuff is really hard to deal with, you know. So it's it's education, um, you know. There's so many lives that are impacted by this, you know. Henry's, I mean, he's got a beautiful, beautiful career and life ahead of him, and and that's probably out the window right now. And definitely, yeah. And unfortunately for for the person who deceased. I mean that life's over. Her family's impacted, so it's just it's just so damn tragic. And um, you know, like David Thornton, uh, you know, shout out to him. He does a phenomenal job um, as the player engagement guy, educating the players. Um, there's so many other ways. You guys talked about it earlier uh, yesterday, the day before when this came out. Um, you know about you don't have to get behind the wheel anymore. You know. Yeah especially where where that's at so you you educate you hope you got a bunch of veteran guys around the younger guys because it's a bye week both teams are on the bye so that's all we talked about is is being smart you know when we have that extra time you got to be smart you got to put yourself um in in really good situations you can't put yourself in in poor situations and um you know you hope the veterans grab the young guys and and somebody there says hey no you're not you're not doing this you know and i don't know what the circumstances were if there was anybody you know that uh could have you know maybe diffused this whole deal 
we don't know all the legit uh, logistics of uh, what everything went on but you just talk about it you know to your guys over and over and over and you show them articles and 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 hopefully it's nothing uh to this magnitude you know um but you, you educate your players and it's real life it's can real. change I mean, all, all, life can change in an instant coach like it, it's real so, it's no it's so fragile it is it's so fragile and that's why i'm so appreciative of every single day and appreciative of every conversation we get to have with you on wednesdays of this nfl season sir are you in idaho back in idaho how is it you get you did a cross-country drive there were you in a, you were just in a car you, you should have got like the streamline the rv did the whole thing the old retired life we drove my daughter's car because that's the car that uh, my grandson has rides around in all the time. So it's got the baby seat already in there, locked down. I mean, it's. I think it's welded. I think it's welded in there. You know, it's good. got the roll bar and a in a X7 BMW. So we, we had a fantastic. We had a. We had a we had a great trip. It was so much fun, and got to go see my mom and dad, and a couple of my siblings who are still living in Colorado, and and introduce. You know, great grandson. We had four generations of Paganos around the, at the pizzeria oh. celebrating my sister's wedding. It was a it was a great great time, and I'm living a good life. And I'm glad that I'm not Matt Lafleur, you know, today, <laughs> and, and having having to deal with all the things. That Kevin coach, Stefanski, you know, coach, yeah. coach Matt, Kevin Stefanski, and the B flow uh, OBJ OB because I Urban. mean OBJ dealing with you know wide receivers, Pat. You know, they all want the ball. Give me the damn ball. They want. There's only one football, okay? And we've got five skill positions, and we're going to hand it off, you know, a good majority of the time because we found out that if you control the clock, you win the time of position, you win the rush game, and you don't turn the ball if you have a good chance, so we're not going to throw it every down, all right? Now, if you're over Sirianni, now he likes to throw it every down, so maybe they should – Maybe they should go get OBJ, but those guys are always going to want the football, so you got to manage them. But certainly, you don't think you got to manage the the dad. You know, OBS out on you know social media talking talking shit about your quarterback, and he don't like he don't like him, and and all this too much freaking drama and the di- the di- the divas. Just, I mean, there's one commonality in this whole thing, right? What's the common theme here? What, what what is it? Is it is it Cleveland? Is it that city? Is it New York? What what is it? What's the common theme here? Okay, let's go. Okay. Let's go, Chuck. Okay, I hear what you're saying. We understand what you're saying. It's wild. Andrew, you know, ba- hey, Andrew Barry's in the middle of that right now because if they release him, and did you know that? You probably did. I mean, you were in the NFL last year. I didn't know veteran players had to go through the waiver. I thought they were cool once they got cut or whatever. Now vets have to go through the waiver wire. I guess that is within the last four years. Where the fuck have I been following the league? I am so sorry. I can't believe the NFLPA let that happen, however that got negotiated in there. But I think the roll of the dice here is Andrew Barry doesn't know if, if he cuts them and he gets picked up somewhere, uh, they pay the $8.05 million guaranteed to him the rest of the season. I think he's okay with that. If he cuts them and he clears the waivers, they owe him $8.05 million, and he could potentially go to another team where Andrew Barry has to watch highlights of him and him double-dip somewhere else. So I think that's what Andrew Barry's going through right now. And Stefanski's what? Just like, I don't even know what to do. I have no idea what to do. Is that is that where he's sitting, you think? Yeah, no doubt about it. Didn't you say earlier that they said, uh, hold on a sec, you're not practicing today? Yeah, they, they sent him home. Okay, so again, where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, so yeah. there's there's no there's no reason. I mean, you sent a kid home. You said no. You you need to take today off. 
yeah, there's something there's something definitely going on there. Um, it's never good when this kind of thing happens. You know, the relationship. If if there's something wrong, obviously there there's got to be something wrong uh, between the the, the wideout and the quarterback. But um, yeah, you know, Andrews jumping through all those hoops. The the waiver thing, Pat. I'm with you. Um, I haven't been on that side for for a while yet, so I don't under I don't know from a veteran standpoint that they got to clear. Uh, the same way anybody else has has to clear, but um, all those hoops that you got to jump through, and the hurdles that you got to get over, and, and making these dealings like who's going to pay the salary, how much are you on the hook for, is the other team going to do that, what are you getting uh, in return? Because um, every team wants to have the upper leg. You want to say, okay, in this trade, we made out better than you, so um, they're looking out uh, obviously for their own best interests. Andrew Barry's a smart, smart dude. You know that. Um, he's a brilliant guy. He's done a great job building that roster and that team, and he'll figure this thing out. I think so. I think Andrew will figure it out. But I would like to let everybody know the Broncos got fucking killed in that deal with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Now, you can pepper it and paint it however you want, and maybe that second and that third will be able to be bundled with others, and they'll get maybe their next Vaughn Miller. <laughs> maybe uh-huh. maybe they'll get the next Vaughn Miller or maybe a quarterback or whatever the case is, so we'll see how it all pans out. But I You know what's crazy? Go ahead. You know what's crazy? I know you got to go. You got a guy in your ear saying, "Hey, we got to go to coach break. Shut yeah. coach up. Get him off the freaking." No, 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 no. Oh, we make on. those rules around here, just like we so want to take cops. Sorry. Hey, so when I was in Colorado, I went to see my uh, my nephew Brody uh, play his uh, little eighth grade you know football game. Okay. And that's my brother John's son, youngest son, uh, who's coaches the outside linebackers at Denver. And two players showed up to Brody's game. One was Kyle Fuller, who I had in Chicago. So he came over, surprised me, had no idea that he was going to be there. So I got to, to see Kyle, who's on that roster. And, and Von Miller uh, showed up and, and watched, uh, you know, Johnny's son play a half of football. And, and there were so many people, little kid. Can you imagine Von showing up to a, a little Pop Warner football game, yeah. you know, uh, in the middle of Denver? And he signed every football, every hat. I got so much mad respect for this dude, not only for what he's done in this league, but as a human being and a, as a person, and then to take the time. Because it's a Saturday. You get done with practice, yep. you know, on a home, home game, and then you have a window before you have to be at the hotel, you know, and sleep in those really comfy beds, which oh. I think makes no fucking sense none. at all. <laughs> you know, Jeez. none. But uh, but he comes and he shows up, and, and uh, mad respect for him. I know um, he's going to be, you know, sorely missed there uh, in Denver, but um, he has a very good landing spot. He's going to be in L.A. He's on a great football team that looks like they're headed for the playoffs, obviously, and, and making a, uh, a a big run in the playoffs. Yeah, and the good thing for your brother and the Broncos is they'll pay for his salary to go do that, and they'll get a second and third round in return. It's very nice of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, just like it's nice of you to share your time. We can't appreciate you enough. Uh, Paisan, Gabagool, Matsalala, ladies and gentlemen, head coach Chuck Magal. Thank you. So sorry to interrupt, but if you have ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving our listeners 40 per- holy shit, 40% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sen- or comprehensive sensors. Say that a couple times fast. And also, they do have all these things. It's amazing. And it's all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. 
We have Simply Safe in this office and we all have them at our homes. It's very easy to set up. Very easy to set up. You can do it yourself. You don't need any, you know, strangers going through your house, tracking mud, you know, drilling holes. That ain't what Simply Safe is all about. Simply Safe is ta- about taking home security to a much more modernized level. It's an app, it's cameras, it's sensors, it tracks movement, they have trained professionals watching along. You're good to go. You get alerts for anything that's potentially weird. It is literally the perfect home security system. And the 40% off is the biggest discount of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100 for peace of mind. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday sale and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Again, that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E for 40% off your entire system. Hurry, this offer ends soon. And with the holidays coming around and a lot of delivery stuff going on, Simply Safe protects you against those porch pirates too. It's the perfect time to get into the game at simplysafe.com slash McAfee and get 40% off your entire system. That's crazy. Back to the show. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and bring in an expert. A dog. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Let's go ahead and bring in a guy who has been a quarterback in the NFL, starter and backup, a stallion. A man who does go down to the Kentucky Derby. He's inoculated with a good time because mm-hmm. you can do shots, right? right? Of course. Shot. You can do shot. 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 Yeah, yeah. You can do that. Ladies and gentlemen, cast dog. Yeah! What's up, boy? Hey, cast dog. It is great to be here with you. I can't believe I missed the last time you were on. You told like four electrifying stories. I watched them later. You are a legend, fine sir. Oh, it's good to be with you boys today. Let's go, fellas. Let's go. What are you? You're doing the SmackDown thing, right? SmackDown Fridays or whatever you were, and then yeah. you had bad internet reception. It was it was fine. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, well, I got kicked out of my hotel, and uh, oh, it was feel-good good Friday, but it was bad news Friday as well that particular yeah. day, so I didn't have a place to do it. Went on the street. Got a chance to hear you afterwards. You made my life better with your story about Tom Brady and all that. Just want to say thank you for your time. Let's talk about the subject that is this morning, and I don't want to ask you because uh, I'm not a show that is going to be a show that, like, hey, you know what? Why don't you go ahead, as a professional quarterback, take this platform to give a speech about medicine? Like, I'm not going to do that. But I will talk about what does this affect, you think, the team, the locker room? Because allegedly, the Halloween party was awesome. There's potentially more COVID-positive uh, cases coming out. Jordan Love is about to play. Maybe. He's probably at that party, too. I mean, it was. how do you feel like the entire locker room handles this type of situation, cast dog oh man they, they got a rally but at the same time look it's aaron Rodgers. it's not like one of your role players it's not Devonte adams even as, as good as he is and you miss the guy like that but this is your leader this is your quarterback so the response is they're probably pissed off you know and i don't think it's so much at aaron Rodgers as the fact that you know they're going into a big game this week they're at the head of the nfc right now they're fighting for that number one seed which you know home field advantage means so much and now you have a guy, Jordan Love, who's unproven that now has to go out and perform well against a really good team and go out and get a win for you. And it, it sucks, but it's the world that we live in. Yeah, it's crazy because the world that we live in outside of the NFL 
seems to be, and I might be wrong here, I just turn on the TV and see arenas and stadiums and everything. It seems like a lot of the world is potentially back, but the NFL has these protocols, and there's just... Everybody's point is, if you want to be in the league, it's a privilege, not a right. These are the fucking rules. You have to do it. The party being the whole thing. I mean, it is. It's going to be a shit storm, Cast Dog. This is going to be a big deal, especially when the NFL starts getting targeted in some of it, you know? It is going to be a shit storm. And the fact of the matter is, like you said, as a player and as organizations, you feel like you're out of that early storm of COVID, right? Where now, now things have kind of gone back to normalcy. You get to go out, you get to do those things that you didn't get to do as a team last year. You go to the Halloween party, but then all of a sudden you have a breakout. And it, like you said, the ramifications now are that you're rolling as a team. You've got momentum. And then for God forbid something else and you got more breakout. Now more key players go down and now you're playing with a bunch of backups and you start to lose that momentum. And then you go on a few games skid and there's losses. There'll be a lot more repercussions from that than there will be from just having a good time at a Halloween party. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> Halloween, ah, at Halloween party. I know I love Halloween parties. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone. I would have gone. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the NFL Halloween party tradition is a real one. That happens almost right. every single. Von Miller just came out. He's paying hundred some thousand dollars for the party. I mean, yeah. that happens everywhere. You know, like it is one of those right. things where it's a tradition, and obviously it's. Not going to be great. But you said the backup comes in and something bad happens. And I think you were talking about uh, Jordan Love there potentially. And we don't know, right, with Jordan Love. If he was also at the Halloween party, we assume he's vaccinated. He uh, so hopefully that'll fend it off. I was vaccinated and got a breakthrough case. Not saying that's a lot, but who knows what's going to happen with this fucking COVID thing. But this past weekend, backups dominated. Hey, oh, boom. hey, backups dominated. Why is yeah. that? What do you think it is about backups that show up and kind of make the most of it where some cases a backup comes in and it's just the entire energy has left the team, the stadium, everything. Why is that, you think? Is it the, is it the person? Is it the player? Is it the scheme? Is it the culture? What do you think it is? You know, it's a little bit of everything. And I've been in the spectrum of, look, I've come in and played really well as a backup, and I've come in and played like absolute dog shit as a backup. So so it's one of those things you go out there and you start playing, and particularly when you get a week of practice for some of these backups. Like Mike White went out there and was absolutely phenomenal, and it looked like a completely different offensive team. I mean, the way that he started the game, the way that he finished, I think he was 14 for 16 to end the game, threw three touchdowns. I mean, he was incredible. Cooper Rush did an outstanding job as well. And then Trevor Simeon stepping in the role that he had to in that type of game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and win a divisional game to put them in a great position. I mean, it's hard to say where the success comes from, but you got to give a ton of credit also to the coaching staff, having those guys prepared, having those guys ready to play. Because God knows as a backup quarterback, you get limited reps, if any reps during the week. You're running scout teams where defensive coordinators are sitting there telling you, hey, I'm circling this guy. I want you to throw an interception. I don't want you to go through a progression. I want you to go, you know that you won't throw this ball in the game, but I want to see if this guy can catch a ball. So you get into bad habits, but then when those guys step on the field, you know what? You just never know what you're going to get. And those guys all stepped up and were gamers this weekend. I mean, it was great to see. Hey, whenever you see a quarterback, and thank you for that insight, by the way, because you are one of the – I mean, not one of the only, but there is a small community of you guys. I think the backup quarterback community is a real one. But am I wrong in that or right? Oh, I, no, for sure. You've got respect for all those guys because you know what they go through. And then also, I've been, like I said, been a star in this league. I've been a backup in this league. But also, you respect the guys that play the position, particularly the guys that get opportunities to step in. Look, that's how my whole opportunity in my career got set on this course for 14 years was the fact that I was backing up and I got an opportunity and stepped in and played well. 
And for all these guys, look, there's a lot of talent in this league at the quarterback position, but you never know what you're going to get until you get that opportunity. So it's fun to watch these guys go and excel and hopefully extend their career. As you got older and you were a backup, right? I think that happened down in Tennessee. I'm not sure. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think so. Yes. That, that, when Hasselbeck was brought into Indy to basically be like a mentor for luck, Hasselbeck told us about the, the mentality when he had to decide, like, okay, I'm cool with being the older veteran backup now. You know, like I'm, right. he said that was not an easy decision for him to make. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to know about that decision for you, but I do want to know about how the, do you feel like you owe the team to be a coach, to be a teammate, to be, are you serving the starting quarterback? Are you like, what do you, how do you view that as a backup? Like Matt Hasselbeck, it felt like he was the person that people would come to to ask a question to Andrew. Like, hey, how do I word this question to Andrew? Who should I be at? Right. It, was, it was almost like he was in between the coaches in the locker room almost. Is that what it's like to be a backup quarterback? And what are all the responsibilities, you think? Especially as you, yeah, as, especially as you get older, right? And you come in and you've got a younger player. Look, you got a, you have a wealth of knowledge. And I, I was lucky enough to play with you know, start my career with Tom Brady and play with a lot of incredible players throughout my career. But then you also learn, look, what questions do you need to ask? The advice that you might give a young starting quarterback, hey, be vocal, go in there and tell them if you like plays or don't like plays. Because half the time is when you're a young quarterback, you're going out there and running whatever's called. But at some point, you have to realize that you're going to be successful if they call the plays that you like. You'll make it work, right, somehow, some way. And then, like you said, there's got to be that healthy balance of, pushing that guy to be better and the, the competitor, but at the same time, letting him know, hey, I've got your back, brother. I'm going to be here for you. Yeah. It's such a you, – you know how it is in those groups, right? Well, Whether that's the Mike White – hey, quarterback group. that Mike White-Zach Wilson thing's interesting, you know, because he was – Now, that is interesting. Yeah, because he was brought in to be a backup for sure. Number two overall right. pick. He's been around a little bit, a couple years at least. They trust him. They like him for the practice. But if you're Mike White, you got to be thinking – Hey, I can go get this job maybe, but there's no way in reality he has a chance. So, I, you know, with the number two overall pick being spent on him, the NFL, there's no way they're not going to give Zach Wilson another chance. That's a right. fascinating situation, Cast Dog. It is, and it's a fascinating situation also because Coach Salem in his first, first year as a head coach wants to go out and show oh. that his method, methodology and, and how he approaches the game, that they can win games. And even though they, that Zach Wilson wasn't performing, hey, look, we might want to put this kid out there, Mike, and see if he can continue to play and continue to stack up wins and turn the season around a little bit for us. But inevitably, you know, look, there's politics involved. Zach Wilson's going to be battled on that field. They're going to live or die with the sword right now, and that's how it's going to go. Go ahead, Ty. Cast Dog, when you were in the league, would you look around uh, at, like, certain guys who are playing and maybe see, like, oh, okay, like uh, a guy who maybe went in the first round or – was a starter, but you could tell, like, okay, this guy's going to end up being, like, a backup in this league for a long time. Like, I feel like we look at Tua, and he's not really getting that fair of a shot, but it seems like it could be a situation where if he doesn't get another opportunity to start, he's just going to be, you know, a 10-year vet at backup. And that, that's part of that role, too, is when you're drafted high, whether it's first or second round, and you start your career, and you start when you're at a very young age, and you don't excel, and it could be, look, there's so many different circumstances why guys aren't successful at a young age. Not only their youth, their experience, but it might be the organization, the people that they're surrounding him with, the, the weapons that they have on the outside. But like you just alluded to, look, the fact of the matter is, 
when you're a first round pick, you're going to get opportunities to go other places and and be a backup somewhere because there's a reason why you're picked in the first round. People know that you have physical ability, but it might be the wrong situation. And at the same time, they might want to bring you in and say, hey, look, if this guy falters whatsoever, even if he's a veteran backup, we've got a first round guy that has potential. Now, it's a, it's a, on our shoulders of whether or not we can bring that potential out. It's amazing. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Cash Dog. Today, Odell was getting ready for practice, and then they told him <laughs> to sit down, even though uh, and it was right after the yeah. trade deadline, rather. Have you been on a team where that happens? And is, is it a safe yeah. assumption that, that he might be getting released? Cash Dog, did you just celebrate that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that are a big fan of, you know, when, when you're going through a season, and I know that that team's struggling a little bit right now, and then for all the outside noise to come in, particularly when it relates – to family members and uh, everybody else coming out because you know it's going to go out there. You know everybody's going to be talking about in the media. And then as a player, as a quarterback, and a guy that you have to trust on the field, how do you trust a guy like that You know, on a, on a, when you're getting in the huddle and you're in the nitty-gritty of it, right, and you need a first down and you're looking across and saying, this guy doesn't believe in me, so how am I going to believe in him? Because I know that he, he knew that probably something was going to come out at that situation, you know what I mean? Hey, so it's it's an interesting circumstance. Don't you love whenever everybody says, "Hey, we got to keep all the noise out of the building." It always gets in the building. It's just talked about and handled and then moved along. You know, like OBS yeah. talking about OBJ being <laughs> screwed by Baker Mayfield is definitely a conversation that happened in the locker room somewhere. Oh yeah, like hey Odell, your oh, your dad, what happened with your dad? And I guess the answer was not satisfactory enough for the Browns for them just to say, oh, you know what, all right. That's crazy to me, especially with Odell Beckham Jr. It it's just, what a fascinating story. But there's going to be teams that are going to line up to LeBron get LeBron was tweeting about yeah. it. He's I mean, from yeah. Ohio. Oh, yeah. Cleveland guy. From a free this guy. Yeah. Get him out like, What in the heck is going on? Get him out of oh, here. Get him out. Look, look, and I've been around. Look, uh, those wide receivers, I love them to death because they can make plays for you. And at the same time, they're competitors. But at times, you know, it's hard for them to swallow their egos. It's hard for them to swallow their pride when they look around the league and guys that they look at as their peers and people that they look at that they're equal in talent level and not getting their catches, but they're not getting their notoriety. It's hard for them to go out and be happy and, and just do their job and think team first. But that's the hardest part for some of these wide receivers to do is it's all about winning, man. We're here to win championships. If you win championships, you'll be recognized in history. If you don't and you're just one of those guys that go out and you excel by yourself, yeah, you'll be recognized as a great player, but you won't be a guy that goes down as one of the best because you've won championships. Yeah, the, the saying is when you win, there's enough to go around, basically. If you're on a winning team and you're in a Super Bowl, there's – a hundred million people plus watching the Super Bowl, your name's everywhere, especially if you're a wide receiver. But I think the conversation about legacies now, strictly revolving in the wide receiver thing about numbers and highlights and everything like that, I think it's only going to continue to push that because guys have to think about themselves, and especially in a, a position that is so dependent upon somebody else like yourself or like Baker. I, I just don't know how this ever stops. You know, I think it's only going to continue right. to be like this as opposed to uh, stopping. Go ahead, Tone. 
Castog, you're—I mean—you're still in the NFL quarterback circles, I assume. How is it that Russell Wilson just heals so quickly? Works harder. Phil four thirteen, dude. That's right. Yeah, you know what? I've had a few hand surgeries, and I've gone to those hands therapists, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, I'm never going to get healthy because the little things." I just don't know what Russell Wilson does. He might be genetically a little bit different, and at the same time, he must have a really good hand therapist because I mean, it took me a long time to get my hands strengthened because there's those little muscles and all that stuff. Yeah. But but you know what? You just never know, man. I have no idea how he's going to come back so quickly. Hey, what he's do you say? ready to rock and roll. It was Phil 413. Yeah, all things are possible with Jesus. All right. Hey, yeah, man. That's right, baby. Hey, that's right, baby. <laughs> Phil 413, he is my healer, my comforter, my provider. Wasn't supposed to throw for a while, a few weeks, but by prayer and dedication and tremendous help from my performance team, today was my first day back one step at a time. Russell Wilson's banging and clanging in the gym. He's already back. He was doing fake two-minute offenses all by himself in the middle of stadiums just a couple weeks ago. Now, with his six-person performance team that always has him in the greatest of shape, he's throwing weights around and throwing footballs as well. Castle, what a day. Barefoot. Wow. So the oh, Lord. I mean, he, he's he. It's amazing, though. I mean, he he obviously is a guy that works hard, has yes. tremendous dedication, has a team in place, and he's ready to go. And barefoot, I'll tell you what that that makes it. That's the difference maker right there. The balance <laughs> and everything else going on. Let's be honest. Yeah, you got to be grounded. You know, let the Lord bless your boy. Hell yeah, right. that's, that's what Ricky right. Rose yeah. said. Uh, can't thank you enough for joining us. We're gonna go through the cast dog power rankings. I think we should put a graphic up of that too, not just a video. Yeah, what, what do we got? What do we got? The power rankings? Well, who do I have this week? Well, Jesus, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I did. I had the Packers, boy, for the first time all year. I mean, look, they went down, took care of business against the Arizona Cardinals, missing Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, but they rushed the rock for like 150. The Rams, man, they're, they just got better, right? I mean, yeah. are, are, how scary is that defense right now with Aaron Donald, Von Miller? But nobody even talks about Leonard Floyd, who has six and a half sacks. They're not going to be able to block that team and Matthew Stafford I mean he's playing phenomenal Cooper Cup the, the the relationship that they have I think they've got 10 touchdowns already on the season they're crazy and I still like the Arizona Cardinals I mean barring injury to one of those guys but I mean Kyler Murray the way he's played the weapons they have they need it but they do need to sure up that run defense they're struggling a little bit on that run defense and it was a big loss with J.J. Watt well, I'll tell you what, the Dallas Cowboys fans ain't gonna be happy because there was a lot no, of shows. They're not. they had a lot of shows but the ESPN power rankings Pretty. Pretty similar wow. to the cast oh. Oh. I don't know if that's good. Or, good. I don't know if that's good or bad. You yeah, know, that's, up a little bit. Yeah, that's what I just said as well. But we know at least you're on to something. You got the same algorithm. We can't thank you enough for joining us. You're the absolute best, ladies and gentlemen. Cast dog. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day today. Monday through Friday, we try to put out a show. And the fact that you all ride with us, I am eternally grateful for it. Use the hashtag EndapodSquad. Tweet out where you're at. Ty Schmidt has been handing out merch to folks in there. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so appreciative of you. Um, Ty, please play some independent music and propel these beautiful people into a great What the Hell is Going On in the World Wednesday and then tomorrow we're back for a risk-free same-game parlay. Thursday night football Thursday. That's going to be remembered for all time when we fucking finally hit. All right, let's go.